decade. Ah, uh, we're going to do a show. Oh. You know why? You know why? You know why? Because it's that. Jen Murphy's here. Yeah. Jen, 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 Jen. Okay, just me? All right, that's fine. <laughs> Nobody wants to join in. Should I get the dogs? This is a live, it's well, a live podcast. I'm here for myself. <laughs> I know. Well, I know. Nobody. Ooh, what, if you were, what if you were at an award show, Jen? And are you the cameras the- are on you. And they announce you're a nominate. You're a nominee. Nomina. Do you do you clap for yourself, or do you just kind of? Ooh, good yeah, nod. Like this. Or do you nod at the That's, camera no, in recognition? Like Ooh, wow, fist in the air. I would like it to be known that Jen does the Arsenio yeah. uh, crowd fan thing, like Wouldn't my you? mom would do. No, like all the cr- his crowds, they would do the. Whoop-whoop. No, but if you were announced, the, oh, would you I would, just I, sit and smile? I would, I would smile and I would nod at the camera. Oh, you'd be cool. I'd yeah. pass out. Yeah, I'd pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd shit my pants and then stand up and show everyone. No, I, I would. Uh, okay. no, yeah, I would. I wouldn't clap for myself. I would just be like, yeah, because I would play it off like I didn't think I was gonna win. Oh, Welcome yeah. to Hollywood Anonymous. I'm Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. I'm Jen Murphy. Oh, there you are. No, what you could have done though, if you didn't want to, ch- you know, chant your own name, you're really you're so good at all those voices. Remember all your voice work? Oh, mm-hmm. do different characters. You should have done a different character. Yeah, I mean, there are people just... who've literally emailed me and said they want you, they want whole shows of you doing accents. And... Oh, like I just cheer like <laughs> John, 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 John. Well, I don't John, know what that John. is. And, oh, and wow, then, that was no, that was you went from Irish nope. to some sort of Asian towards the end there. <laughs> was that's that? because I switched from Jen to John. So John, 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 John. Uh, oh, okay, it's very. Uh, I mean that's. I don't. So no. your listeners really love this. Good I- Irish brogue. Uh, is that what is that, that Australian? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she, okay. his, she was all over. That's the, what I love is you don't even know your own. Like, no, I'm just she would. I just do voices, bro. You figure it oh, out. That's going to be your specialty. You can your dialect goes all yeah. over the world in one sentence. God, you, if you did that for a whole show, that would be so annoying. Like it's a whole like, stand-up set. It's like art. If I have to explain it to you, then it's not. You know, oh, it's, it's right. up to you to figure interpret out how it. You, interpret yeah, it the yeah. way I want to yes. interpret it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Are you gonna sell a banana with a duct tape on it and then have some weirdo come and eat it? The whole thing was just weird. Yeah, people are Did weird. You see that whole thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know what it was. No, somebody paid a lot of money for it. Yeah, like a lot of money. Yeah, banana. And then somebody the ate it. We were talking off air, and this is what I was gonna say to you. I love the next door app. Do you guys have the next door app? Dude, yes. Yeah. I love the next door app, and I have a ring because you. We were joking because you were staring into my ring camera, but the ring also has like their version of next door, and it's just the majority of this. Some of it is good, but then it always spirals out of control into like just just dumb shit. Like there was a person walking, everybody be on the lookout, and then but th- that's the part I don't care about. What I love is everyone that attacks those people. <laughs> they like, attack th- them. It's that to me next door is a better version of Twitter. Because some people do need to be mocked endlessly for some of the stuff that they put on there. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just it's just better. Well, sometimes and they'll the be like, there's a better. flock of pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> does anybody <laughs> know what's happening? That, that's the, does anyone know what's happening? By the way, I want to point out... Know this, they happening? always this ask, is, does anybody is, know what's happening? This is, our decade, <laughs> this is our decade in review show, by the way, everybody. I want everyone to know this is... Wait, we've been on 20, for a decade? 2019 is coming to... Pretty close, dude. Uh, I've known you for a decade. At least, at least half of this decade. You've known me for longer than a decade. Wait, so. oh yeah, yeah. How long have I known? I've known. How long have I known you? I've known you since early two thousands, haven't I? Yeah, that's I met longer. you when I was new. It had to be like two thousand seven. Okay, yeah, that's longer than a decade. Did right? you meet John the... first and then me? Yes, I met yeah. John uh, performing at in Studio City at TK's. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think that's where wow. I first met you. Wow. At Aura? Yes. I never wow. did. Too. I was going to say the red room because it was all red. It was always red. And then they would kick us out right after the show. And then they would, it's a club now. And they would put all these tables out. And then you'd go outside. And there's a line of like three dudes in turtlenecks, like, we're waiting for <laughs> bottle service. I'm like, dude, you guys are all fucking assholes. <laughs> fucking bottle service. I walked yeah. out on a bachelor party when they got to the bottle service stuff because it was just so gross. First off, just going to one of those places that does that, I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I, I don't it's need just to buy a whole bottle thing. of liquor. No thanks. Well, it's just not, it's also that environment. It's just not mine. It never was. And it has nothing to do with married kids, age, none right. of that. I, I could have been never, you know, 26. Never your thing. It's never awful. Be. Never your thing. It's so douchey. Sorry, I, I'd interrupted though. I was talking, I wanted to just let everyone know this is our decade show and review, or our decade and review, but what we were talking about before that. Well, next door. And then I was oh, like, yeah, why, right. why does that have to do with decades? But it doesn't. It doesn't. I just wanted to get that out in, in there so we could continue talking about Don't next fight, door. guys. No, no. I, he's right. I totally forgot that we're going into another zero. I yeah. forgot too until he, he said it upstairs. 2020. I, like, oh, I forgot it until our guest last week told me. So Wait, we're going into ABC. 2020. Yeah. With Hugh Downs. I keep saying with Hugh Downs and Barbara Walters, and I'm like, I don't know if anyone's going to get that right. Is 2020 still on? I don't watch. 2020's not. I don't no. think so, no. Oh, no. uh, okay. But um, I, the next door thing is is a sort of, I appreciate it when I first got it. I was like, oh, this will be informative. And now I'm like, everyone on here is a fucking moron. Like, like the, what? Helicopters are circling. Does anyone know what's going on? Yeah, like, yeah you live in LA. You get a, first of all, yes, you you live in a major city where there's crime every second of every yeah. fucking waking moment. <laughs> but also, like, I don't know, get a police scanner, dude. I'm not out okay, there. Okay, first off, no that's... one's yelling at the helicopter. What are you guys doing? What are you looking for? <laughs> like, no, my. But I really don't like, and I'm trying to write a comedy bit about this, but like, I don't like the. Every day, every day, someone's like, "Well, they went through my car again, took my my laptop and my uh." Why are and you leaving my, that shit in your car? In my phone, parked on the street. Reminder: lock your doors. What, <laughs> dude? No. First of all, this is the fourth time you've posted that in a year. I don't need to be reminded to lock my doors in a city where I park outside. Also, stop leaving your laptop and your phone and all your valuable shit in your car and not locking it. Like it would be one thing if like they smashed my window again, but these people are just opening doors of unlocked cars. It's oh, they're like, not even locking. Dude, it? yeah, reminder, lock your car. Like I don't need a reminder. My dude. window used to got smashed in like three times years ago, and they would, it would they would just take like a few quarters. Like you can't leave anything. So finally, no. I just left the windows unrolled at night. Yeah, leave them down. It's a pain down. in the ass to keep. Getting a window fixed. I agree. I agree. But, but if you the, leave a laptop in your car, that's on you. Yeah, it's totally on you, especially if you've done it multiple times. And also, like, the asking for suggestions to me is like... I love what's happening. I, I, I just don't... Why, like, hey, I'm getting some drywall done. Well, anybody got any suggestions? Like, my suggestion is go to a drywall place or go online and look at YouTube. reviews. Like, go... You don't want to... Why are you taking the suggestion of your neighbor's? What have you, I mean? They're very lonely. But here's the deal. I also I, I don't yes. want to sound I don't want to sound like a bunch of lonely people. On are you that reading thing. a book on? No, I'm reading next door. I'm trying to find stuff. Oh. so far, <laughs> so far, eighty-seven percent of the posts are like, "Whose dog is this?" Yeah, there's a dog running around. There's always a dog or a cat, and then there's then there's the one where you're like, "Guys, there's coyotes out there," and I'm thinking, "Well, about eighty-seven percent of those dogs missing and cats missing." Or I got one one day it was like, uh, the the name they said was like Aloysius is missing. I'm like. Is Aloysius a man? <laughs> a dog? What do you mean missing? Did he walk out? Is he wearing a robe? What's this fucking guy look like? Like They never really clarified. They're like, Aloysius, is, if you see Aloysius, let us know. I'm like, you need to tell me what Aloysius is. Like, I can't just go outside and start yelling Aloysius at people. Oh, here we go. So I finally found 
uh, title is Jerky Behavior. <laughs> and the, uh, the description is, I sent out an office chair, or set, set out an office chair over the weekend for someone to reuse. That means they put it out in front of their house. Thank I you, figured Brian. that if, if nobody <laughs> picked it up, I could have the city do so via their website. It is, it is made of fake leather that is peeling, but was otherwise <laughs> serviceable. First of all, I hate this fucking story, whatever this is. <laughs> Someone took it away and replaced it with a chair that is in far worse shape. <laughs> <laughs> that is just not nice. That's awesome. <laughs> And it takes a twist, and now I love the story. <laughs> Holy shit, that's genius. Like, hey, you're just, well, don't just take it and leave nothing in its place. Leave a worse chair here. Oh, good call. But that's what I love next door about it, because then I'm like, two things. First off, I'm like, why are you posting a story? Then second, I'm like, who the fuck swaps out chairs? I love that. Someone's like, well, maybe someone sits here. Well, first of all, did... Did the guy put free on it? Because I love when someone puts out a coffee table and they put free on it. Like someone's going to drive by and go, wonder how much that is. Uh, better get over there and pay that guy 40 bucks for this thing. Like, just take the fuck. If it's on the curb, take the fucking thing. No, no, no. Don't leave anything in its place. But here's the thing, though. So last week, they had his annual Christmas party, and I... Oh, I, I thought I was going to get invited to that. Oh, I forgot to I ask I didn't him. get invited either. Jesus, fuck. He I was just on the show about. again, and he was like, yeah, you'll have to come, Brian. Uh, give him the information. Did he say that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. God so, damn it. Um, what an asshole. I was actually looking forward to that. I'm sorry. Um, so anyway... My personal Foo Fighters. It's my personal Foo Fighters, Jen. I, uh... <laughs> he was there. I'm sure. I, um, Dave, Dave Grohl Dave and Brett Grohl. Favre were there at... Uh, <laughs> Fucking Aaron Rodgers, they're all holding hands. But so I loan him my <laughs> tables and chairs that I that I have. And so we were moving him from the side of the house to the front. And we literally put like three tables out in my driveway to go back to get more. And I look back and there's already somebody trying to take them. Wow, that's and hilarious. I was like, no, 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 no. And he's like, well, no, but I'm like, no, no, we're just moving the stuff. That's funny. And we both started laughing because we were like, that, that was, was the quickest anybody has made a move on a piece of property. Yeah, that's that what... Was... If I saw, like, multiple tables lined up in a driveway, I wouldn't assume I could take those. I would assume <laughs> they were having people over for a barbecue. Well, it didn't say free on it, so that's not my point. Well, is. right, but when you... But, like, a coffee table on the side of the road, no one's like, hey, 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 I'm eating off that. Don't move that. Like, it's like, get this thing out of here. But you can leave, and I'm not kidding, you can leave anything on the side of the road in my neighborhood, and it'll be gone. See, I don't. That's not the case here. I put the, I've put a chair out repeatedly. Remember, we used to have that other chair down here, the yeah. guest chair. That they chair would be gone broke. In minutes. No, I put, put it out. Ride. I kept putting out. No one would take it, and then it got worse and worse and worse. Yeah, so now I've no tried one. to have to try to cut it up to get rid of you it. You got to take it down the road. The uh, the problem is you don't have enough foot traffic up here either. Yeah. I also don't want to be the guy that's driving around with a piece of trash in my car, <laughs> looking around, getting out of my car, Do dropping it, it, because everybody's got ring cameras. So then well, it's going to show up on ring. Strange man dropping furniture <laughs> for the next they few months. Do it at night. Honestly, guys, either of you, for the next few months, if you have any big ticket items you want to throw away, there is a construction going on by my house. There is a massive dumpster on the street. Yeah. My, my neighbor was like, We should start throwing all this garbage in there. It's too late now. We should. It's too late now. Well, now no, now the chair is gone. Stuff. Everything yeah. is everything's everything's gone. gone. You have yeah. nothing left to get rid of. My favorite is that people, uh, and this, I don't know if you guys are having this happen in your neighborhood, but when people put out their uh, mattresses, yeah. People come over and spray paint messages on them. Have oh, you, no, no, no. In your neighborhood? I, I, take I naps always on have them. a mattress on my street. But, but do you have people putting actual political messages or, or, or I've like seen sayings it, but on them? It doesn't happen a lot, but I've uh, seen it. It's, 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 it's like called what? Ma it's master mattress ma messaging. It doesn't matter. It's everything from impeach Trump to 
uh, you know, save our schools. Like people are just save putting stuff. Like it's just funny to me. Like people will just start putting. Like, I mean, I, I'll take a mattress that I find on the street. and I'll take a nap on it, but I'm not going <laughs> to spray paint on it. I just like get a little bit of shut eye. <laughs> that was two the two people that lived in front of me and Tim when I first moved to LA. This Tim come, goes to visit them and he comes back and he's like, "Don't go over there." I go, "Why not?" He goes, "They can't figure out why they have lice." Oh. Or crabs or whatever it was, and I go, oh, what well, those happened? Are two different types. So. Well, well, not really. It's the same thing. Just <laughs> one, one's in areas. your pubes. <laughs> different areas. But he goes, he goes. They found a mattress on the street and brought it in to use it to sleep on. Why would you? And I go, yeah, I'm never going over there again. No. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh my god, it's so fucking gnarly. I assume oh. those guys were eaten alive by insects we at had some point. A major bed bug issue in our house for the longest time. Really? And I had to keep calling. So this hard guy to get over. rid of them. Yep. And I was calling this guy over, and he said, uh, "You know, you, you you should not be getting repeat offenders." He's like, "If you've done, you know, because I, you know, fixed everything." And then finally, we pegged it to one of the kid. The weird kids are bringing home their backpacks, and when you have backpacks, everybody puts their backpacks on in the, the same bed. area. And he was like, "He goes, hey, uh, where do your kids go to school?" And then he said, "What do they do with their backpacks?" And I said, "Oh, they bring them in the room." He goes, "Don't ever do that again." He's like, just leave them, leave them in a room. No, just don't put them in the bedroom. Yeah. Because uh, bed bugs, their whole thing, which is very, you know, the, 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 it's very creepy. So bed bugs stay hidden. And when you sleep, you the way you breathe puts out a specific type of oxygen, and that's what brings them out. Wow. Oh, God, your really? Sleeping oxygen. That's why, that's why they don't come out until you're at night, because they know. They're designed to to eat off of you when you're sleeping because they know that you won't see them and or wake up. Wow, it's, isn't that weird? Like so, like having so could getting you all potentially that be eaten alive by bed bugs? No, no. but you, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of bites. Yeah, a lot of annoying bites. It's wow. so creepy. But anyway, it, it, it was hard to get rid of them. They, they disappeared immediately after you know about if you because they have to have a host at some point. So if the bag just sits in an area where it's got nothing to go to. They eventually die off. That's how you get rid of them. But yeah, it's like bed bugs. Mm. We had that happen. We went to uh, a trip to Mexico once and brought them back with us. And it was just like, Ugh. it's a huge pain in the ass. Mm. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> a small, it's a small, tiny, microscopic pain in the ass. That was a riff. Let's get that on next door right away. Let's talk about that. Next door. Guys, bed bugs. What's happening? <laughs> Does anybody else have them? Does well, anyone else heard of them? Speaking of chairs, so I was driving down the street and I saw this chair that was near a bus stop. And I... And I I thought it was actually pretty funny, but also cool. Like, I, that the chair had a message on it and said, This is Barbara's chair. Do not take this chair from this area. She sits here. And Barbara I like, must take the bus every day. I guess so. But I just was like, it's, it's, it's interesting to me that people are like, First off, you can't just, just because you want to fucking put a chair in a public space, you can't get mad if someone takes the chair. Well, like, right. you're at your, it's yes. at risk, yeah. right? But then they're saying, and my guess is Barbara obviously can't stand for long periods of time. And is probably a known person in the I'm neighborhood. I'm going to guess. Yeah. If this was like a small town, though, that chair would be there forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you wouldn't they even would have a note on it. No, like, that's where Barb sits. They, yeah, okay, Barb. Yeah, exactly. They would know right away. Yeah. That's Barb's chair. Oh, Barb. <laughs> You're going to take it. It's not free. Put another one there. Barb. That's All what happened. around my house, they've been advertising on bus stops for, like, don't, like, Driving high is still a DUI, something like that. And I'm like, why are you putting it on a bus stop? Those people aren't driving. If Dude, I, that's, I, I just took a picture of a, there was a big weed leaf on the side of a bus stop downtown. And it just said, uh, remember, 
driving high is driving uh is is like what like the same thing you yeah. said and i'm like i go but if you want to take the bus feel free to get fucking blasted yeah. <laughs> out of your mind like who cares Everyone you're advertising the to the wrong people yeah we're already on the bus man I, i'm too baked to find my car so yeah i'm here <laughs> but you know what that is the natural evolution of like it's now legal so everyone's gonna oh, get crazy dude, and start doing shit here's they shouldn't be doing here's the the catch of the whole legalization of marijuana thing is that i think that people saw this coming like the authorities they saw it coming and and now you're going to see an uptick because DUIs are down. Yeah. DUIs have been yeah, down. because of Lyft but and Uber. Lyft and Uber, down. no, they're way, they're way down. But now that money they're not getting, that's money that the city doesn't get when you can't give out a million DUIs. But people still get high and drive their car because literally the worst thing you're going to do is uh, sit through a fucking green light until it turns red or go under the speed limit. You know what I mean? But they're going to, they're gonna, now they have a machine that they can give you a breathalyzer. And they can test your THC level. I don't know the science behind it because marijuana stays in your system for 30 days. So if you smoke on you know January 1st, but then drive your car on February 28th, that would still come out if th- you like. Blow you into might a- still test positive for marijuana. So oh, that is completely ridiculous. If they're testing it on that merit, if there's some other science behind it, I don't understand. Uh, you know, I guess. But like, you're going to start seeing a rise in weed DUIs in the next. The next decade, I bet. Yeah, I guess. I know you say it only makes people drive slower, but I think with the way they're making edibles now, some people could cause oh, major dude, damage. No, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I've, I've, uh, yep, I, I get that, and you're right. And they're, and I, I'm all for like you shouldn't be. Especially you eat, mix it with just like one drink. No, you shouldn't be eating edibles. You shouldn't be eating shrooms, taking acid, and driving a car. Like I, the, Thank I, you, I agree. John. I agree with those. <laughs> yes. I agree. Hey, if you're out there and you're thinking about taking five hits of acid and driving around, don't go to the woods. Hang out. John. This is our end of the decade message for That's you. Right. As we roll into, if you take nothing from the last ten years of what we've done here with this podcast, as we roll into two thousand Hugh Downs, you guys need to understand. <laughs> but but I you know it, 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 there's gonna be there's gonna be a rise. I also think that like you can have a couple of hits of weed and drive a car, you're not doing anything wrong. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. That's not a, that doesn't equal a John, ten thousand dollar DUI. I also will say everyone's body composition is different, which is why the DUI thing was so flawed to begin with, which is like 0.08 doesn't mean shit for someone like me, but for like uh, Matt Kirshner. Is this a defense or, trial or right now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I object, Yana. I only had a couple sips of eggnog. <laughs> I'm a Southern lawyer, everybody. Um, but yeah, Don't I mean. Don't forget to dab the sweat off your forehead. Ha! You're hot in here, Yana. <laughs> you're like a courthouse in Georgia. You're welcome. These are, this is my character. My that wife, my wife, fucking hate. But I'm always like, every time she says, I'm like, Yana, I like to contradict evidence. She's like, please stop, please stop being like, Lindsey Graham. No. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So back to your defense attorney. My, uh, my, def- yeah, well, my defense is like everyone's <laughs> composition is different. That's why the DUI thing is is silly because like .08 for someone like me means nothing. .08 for someone who weighs a hundred pounds and you know and has never you know drinks once a, a decade. Yeah, that's gonna be a, a big difference. You know, every 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 body is different. Every human body is different. There should be no one blanket fucking law about how much you can consume. But then how else would you do it? But that's the thing is I don't Just know. I don't have like... answers. I've only got complaints, Jen. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm not solving problems. I'm just making new ones. That's why he's not on city council. And that's why no one's asked me to run for alderman. <laughs> But he will show up to those open calls and uh, just do, and do and do and material. His, yes. <laughs> Here's what I don't like about next door: the app. <laughs> the 
you got to make sure you bring lots of paperwork in and shuffle through a lot of paper. <laughs> Oh, no. And then always get, no, not uh, this one, and just keep throwing note cards and everything everywhere. Yeah, everybody, you know, that's that's got to be the thing where, like, someone's like, you know, I think I want a career in politics, not realizing they have to start at that level. <sighs> and, the stu- and, and it's like, yeah, you know, we know, because we do stand-up comedy, that when you expose yourself to the public and that public can still come talk to you afterwards, like, you, yeah. you see... Some of the oddities. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I think a lot of people have worked in the private sector and have never really had to deal with yeah. the oddity stuff. But they're like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go work for the city. I'm like, okay, yeah, you good real luck with people that. are gonna need to <laughs> yeah. talk to you. Yes. And if you have yeah. been in a room yeah, with real are. people, you're yes. gonna be wanting out of that room real quick. It's like it's, but also with politics, it is kind of similar to comedy in the sense that like you don't just start politics and become president. Yeah, I mean, unless you're fucking Donald Trump. Mo- yeah, for yeah, mo- like, most people, most people another... like started at like the the town level, the yeah. city, go- the town government. You know, you and you do have most of those people do have a love for it. They love like I love how a bill becomes a law. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Dude, I don't care. So I'm not a politician. But I also part of me is like, if you want to be a a high up politician, if you want to be president, there's probably already something wrong with you mentally that that needs to be addressed before you're allowed to. To run, Who I don't think. want all that power. And it's just—it's a weird move. The responsibility, the power to want all that and to be like driven to get it is—is is bizarre to me. I don't think it's a normal thing. I never thought about it before that most most people don't deal with crowds of people like we do on a constant basis. Can you it imagine? Just seems it, so normal to me. Well, right, but you imagine if like you're, you're like talk to a lawyer or or or, or, or like just a, a person who's like an insurance underwriter. They're on the phone with their clients and stuff all day. Then they go home. Their clients don't come over and go, hey, here's what I didn't like about that thing you're on the underwriting thing. Here's what I would have done. Like, what? You can't do that. That's not legal. You don't know anything about underwriting. Get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, it, it, no, not a lot of people are exposed to that kind of immediate feedback that's not always, like, awesome, you know? Some people don't get hugs from strangers on a constant basis. <sighs> Not a, a lot of people be very <laughs> uncomfortable by that. That's as I say. It's it's not even necessarily about the feedback. Is as much the instant friendships that they think that they formed with you too. It's and there, there's something endearing about it. I, it I, shows you connected with them. Yes. I th- I, there's some. There's a, there, it's important. It's an important part but of what we do. It could fall apart just as quickly as it came together. Yeah. That's that's the scary part of it. Is 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 so if they feel like somehow or another you're not reciprocating. Yep. There's that weirdness. Enough. Yeah. Then they lose their shit, and then all of a sudden it goes from like, oh, I was feeling, you made me feel really good about your compliment. Now I think you're gonna stab me in the neck yeah. because I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't give back the way I was supposed to. Love like your show, man. We're yeah. going for a beer. Oh, thanks, man. But I gotta go. Oh, you're too good to have a fucking yeah, beer with us. Like, whoa, Just like that. whoa, no, 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 no. Oh, now all of a sudden, Mr. Big Pants. I don't know if you listen to me on stage. I'm not too good to do anything. I, in fact, I'm bad. I'm worse. I'm worse than you. That's my point. And also. I want to go to my hotel room and watch Sons of Anarchy on my computer. No, it's very tricky. I've had yes. people when I come sit down, they'll be like, oh, can I take you out to lunch? And I'm just like, Ugh. I have to write during the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm really you do. busy. You have, to, you have to say something. I mean, and, and you know, I... I don't. I don't bother headliners. Like I know when I go out, at, when I go do shows with like Dan Cummins, that dude is literally working all day. So I leave him alone. Harlan Williams, that dude don't want to fucking walk around Boston with me. Like he wants to be left alone. You know. Yeah. I know that. So I see them in the green room, do the show, and then go back to my room. It's like, and I'm, wish and wish you could, and be like, God, why won't Harlan call me? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got a I got a nice holiday card from him. Like, uh, it's so bizarre that a guy that I used to, you know, fucking dumb and dumber and something about Mary and half baked. He's you so know? nice. He's so nice. He's so nice. And then he just sends me this like holiday thing. I'm, he's just he's in the nice mail. Guy. 
No, no, no he like came a, to the house and handed it. <laughs> it was an internet thing. It was an internet thing. But like, but also like, it's nice to to be on that list, you know, just like people he's like thinking about. Yeah. And of course, I respond with, "All right, man, hope we can work together more in 2020." Oh, good, John. Way to turn into a business opportunity. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> no, he's a super nice guy. But I am trying to hustle. I'm getting my 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 dates booked. You got any books? Anything booked for 2020? Jen, Jen what's 2020? I'm going Jen? to Springfield, Missouri. Oh, yeah, I've always January. wanted to go. 10th and 11th. Remember? Oh, right away. I always wanted to go. Yeah, remember you said you want to go everywhere that yes. the Foo Fighters have been. Remember you said yes. that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I want to go everywhere the Foo Fighters have been. <laughs> There's a club that's actually headlining me. It's very exciting. What's the club? Oh. Um, the Blue Room. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I think they must be really cool because I looked at their calendar and they seem like one of those clubs where they get like really big headliners and then like maybe once a month they'll put in. Dude, I more more clubs. Somebody like me. That's it's what the one that you were recommending me to used to do in Peoria. Peoria, yeah. They used to do like they do like a weekend of sold out Carlos Mencia shows, and then they'd bring me in for a, Joe a, a weekend of loss. Yeah, Joe Roderick's home club. Yeah, um, you know, and they and he knew he was going to take a hit when he'd have me there, but he did it anyway because he liked yeah, it. They nice. have their off weekends, and uh, and and that's how they develop and get to. If if you do it right, if that's you how do you it meet. right, if you do it right, that's yeah. exactly how it should be. Because the same people that go out to see Sarah Silverman or whoever else go to the, to the Blue Note should also be aware of Jen Murphy. They and and I think if you give a shit about comedy at all, which is uh, not to sound jaded, but very few club owners, comedy club owners, give a shit about comedy. It's so much more about the money and putting asses in seats to get money. But if you can, if you care about comedy. There's there's something to be said for look at all these great comics we have. Also, we booked Jen, who you might not have heard of, who is also just as funny and deserves just as much credit and works just as hard. So to be able to expose those kind of newer not and I don't mean to call you a new comic, but you no, know no, what I, I don't mean. Care. Like when a club I'm the same way, like when a as club is headlining, willing to, yeah, I'm to not take a, draw, a chance so. with headline, I'm not a draw either. So knowing that I'm always very grateful when a room is going to take the time to let me come in and, and It's also do. three weekends in a row of females. Which, great. I mean, also, I wish it was true. a thing that we didn't notice. Do you know what I mean? I wish it was like... Maybe the fact that I noticed it isn't good. But I mean, it's... But I would <laughs> no, have noticed, you noticed it too it if you... Because, that, like he's saying, it, we're still in that point in in this world where that's still a thing. Yeah, you can people said. look at lineups and they they'll like there are people who look at and count how many women are in it or how count how many you know. I don't even count they just look at it and be like what's with all the female comics? Talking about is not like it's just that's just how It should just be that. like three weekends of amazing comedians and th- they happen to be women. Do you know what I mean? That's where I wish we were at. But but also good for that club for doing that because more of that does need to happen and and when you go back and look at old set lists or, or old uh, lineups in in this town even Man, not very diverse. You know what I mean? Like, when you can go look and realize who was on every show, like, in 2005, you're like, wow, okay. I mean, I, I got out because I wanted more diversity. Emails? Yeah, I mean, I, I was just doing the industry a favor. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, you're too diverse. And I don't know why I'm not getting credit where credit's due. This combo of being <laughs> old and unfunny isn't working for our club anymore. <laughs> we're going to have to can you, buddy. Uh, I always think of you when I was at my mom's. She has one of those mirrors, the mirror, the cosmetic like really mirrors that, mirror that women look into to see every soul. single pore. Because oh he did a joke about his wife looking into that was so funny. Oh really? I always soul. think of you every time I do it. 
I just said, I just don't understand. It's like, why would you want to torture yourself? (laughs) It's to getting too close. It's singing into your soul. It's just all you (laughs) see is hatred for yourself. Too much. I do. I'm a hundred percent like it's it's shocking. (laughs) The amount of the amount of 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 effort and 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 worry and care that goes into. Of a woman, I guess, like my wife, she puts so much time. I'm like, babe, I, I because don't. Because they've been conditioned. I know, but like, I, not by me. I wish we had a woman here to talk to this about that <laughs> have that point of view. Jen, but do you know any I'm just females? I'm share my male point of view. Look. I'm going to mansplain. Last week, three white guys <laughs> talked about what it must be like to be a minority in this country. <laughs> this week, two guys are going to talk about what it's like to be a female. But at least we. Also made fun of ourselves. Yes, like we, we're we self-aware. Have, self-aware. We self-aware. understand the ridiculousness well, of it. I try not to put on too much makeup only because... I'm going Ferris Bueller right now. Her sister wears too much eye makeup. <laughs> People think she's a whore. Well, as far as when it comes to, like, if you're trying, if you're doing it to meet guys or something, I always think, like, okay, in the end, if I end up meeting someone, if it works out, I'm going to have to wake up. Next yeah. To this per- and like, guess what? I don't wake up five hours before then, put makeup on, and then go back to bed. You don't want to be an utter disappointment. Like, a totally... Some people, it's a completely different face. Yeah. That shit is unsettling. Have you seen the porn star thing? But you're right. It is It is trained, because I put on makeup. I was going to, like, a family. It was just my family. I'm like, am I trying to impress my family? Yeah, what do I want I my doing? cousins to think I'm hot? Or, or like, what yeah. am I looking for here? But it's or just you like you said, conditioning. Habit. Yeah, it was just habit. Yeah. No, what was the porn star thing? I'm sorry. Well, they did. They did a side-by-side <laughs> comparison of some uh, fairly uh, more well-known uh, female porn actors um, uh, with makeup and without. And uh, Well, I mean, I would, if that's your business, you yeah. should. Look. Yes, but I'm talking a different face. But here's the thing on that one. Yeah. That's amazing because then you can wear a completely different look yeah. in general the population. That, Not get recognized at that's, Target. That's, that's we, true. we think it's weird when people get creepy for stand-up. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, oh, you're taking dude. That oh, times yeah. 50. I cannot <laughs> imagine being a recognizable face in the world of pornography and oh. then having the amount of fucking weirdos that want to come up and talk to you. Yeah, yeah. That, talk. I mean, yeah, that's Jesus Christ. Do. That's like a, you know, that's, that's a level I can't even begin to understand, you know? Yeah, I'm, 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 you know, fortunate for a gazillion reasons that my wife is near me, but she's never really worn makeup. But ever. Oh, but but ever. I, but, Are you serious? Yeah, she's it's actually very weird. naturally beautiful. That, exactly, and it's like when she actually puts on a lot of makeup, I'm like, well, that's, you oh, you okay, notice that? Out. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it seems extreme because she just doesn't. She just she goes all natural or whatever. Yeah, I mean, my my, my wife right? does, but I don't. I don't. I don't push for it or anything. I'm always like, babe, I don't. Your wife I can is naturally less. gorgeous. Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel. I don't. I didn't. I wasn't like you. Better fucking cover that face. <laughs> or I ain't gonna love you. Like, do you have friends that you're like, oh, we're wearing too much? Um, like you actually, you're like, you. I don't have and friends. You don't <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, first of all, thanks for bringing that up. Um, do you know anyone? Have you ever seen anyone on the internet? And you thought I you have saw? A, hey. There's this one girl I hung out friend. with once. Let me think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've definitely had. Some, yeah. Do you, have you ever said? Any, do Do women talk to each other about that kind of stuff? Like, why do you? You don't need to, because you don't look. Anything like that? In the no, because the, they would get mad. Oh, okay. So that's not... I try not to say anything negative to uh, my friends. I don't think it's negative. No, I'm saying, would you have said it in a way of like, hey... I feel like you I... Don't, you don't need to. You you don't need to overcompensate. I understand what you're saying, but I feel like women can't give simple, constructive criticism to each other very often. Oh. I think they get pissed a lot easier. Yeah, guys don't have a problem Like Guys can that. just be like, your pants look dumb. Yeah. You wouldn't get yeah. mad. Yeah, and it, they just go straight for like... They would do it exactly that way, too. Like, almost borderline insult. But, but you should go, be able we, to say that and not... 
Yeah. You know, that's why I hang out with more dudes. Yeah. Because you feel like you can insult them or? No. Because their pants look dumb. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like they're more honest. Oh, because they wear more pants. makeup. Uh, that's I, I feel like they're more dudes. honest. <laughs> uh, they uh, are and they aren't. You know, <clears throat> they are and they aren't. I think it just depends on who you are no, and how I'm, close you are with yeah, your friends. I think it's a case by case basis. Definitely. Like. No, I think I said more male friends probably due to stand up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. I mean, especially in the time when you started. You know what I mean? There wasn't you. That's you really had to kind of fucking shove your way in there. I also like to hang out. I like to be able to hang out with people, and, and you don't have to talk. Like if we went somewhere, like and watched a baseball game or a football game or something, we could sit at a bar. We would chat a little, but you don't have to. Right. I feel like a lot of girls they can't sit in silence. That's oh, interesting. Yeah, like you don't feel ob- like if you were hanging out with John and I all night, you wouldn't feel obligated to constantly fill have to space. Sleep. Like you guys would be okay if I just stare at the wall. You yeah. Know? Like, well, we've also known you so there. long that I think that's also I don't think it's a male female thing as much as we've just known each other so long that it doesn't. Yeah, maybe. But also, that's what's funny is like, why, like, like we, why the three of us, if we were like, let's go to a bar, like, why? Like, I guess it might not be a man woman thing though. We would just like sit at a bar, like we could be doing this without, we could be doing this in front of someone else's yeah, TV. But we would need some. Because of who we are and how our minds work, we would need stimulation. Something stupid would have to happen in front of us so we could talk about that. Like, That's we true. need that stimulation. Yeah. Because if we don't, I, I can guarantee you, if I go somewhere and there's nothing stimulating me, even if it's just hanging out, like, I could, I've never understood the idea of that person, other than alcoholism, that can go and just sit at a bar and either stare at whatever's on the TV. Have almost no conversation. Drink three or four beers oh, for a couple yeah. hours and just sit there. Dude, I used to do that all the time. I can't do that. I just it, it, there's no stimulation to that because the thing is, I guess if you just want to get drunk, why wouldn't you just go get a twelver of Schaefer beer and go home and fucking get hammered? Yeah, because you got roommates, or because you don't want to be at home, or because you're you still might like the stimulation or... of being out in public. Yeah, there yeah, was just something. Know. There's something about even back in the day, just even in Wisconsin, it's like sitting out at a bar. Slapping money on the bar, never having to pick that money up and put it in your pocket because the bartender takes what's owed, and yeah, you just keep California. ordering. Some bars will when do it. When I lived it. in New York, that was the norm. People just put like sixty bucks, and then yeah. you just keep taking whatever. It's funny. California, well, Wisconsin was like a twenty, and literally you drank all night on like you know. <laughs> Don't you just give them your credit card and not? Well, like now that? sure, yeah. but but back you know before all that. We're talking shit. about the Wait, old days, back before we were successful comedians. You mean you didn't just uh, put it on my tab, my credit? Yeah, oh, you, you're out of credit here, John. <laughs> The, does that even exist anywhere anymore? Like, does anybody even have like, Dude. hey, buddy, you haven't paid your tab in a couple of months? Like, who the when when was There's that? There's gotta ever be a, some small town bars that still do just, that. I've I never, worked, When was that ever a fucking thing? I, I've never heard of that. Oh, dude, I and worked like, other than on TV and shit. Like I that. worked at a liquor store. That was next to the gun store in Ashland, Wisconsin. <laughs> Ashland Liquor, okay? Next to the gun store. But that, this you know guy, what? I was in Wisconsin. That this makes guy, sense. I, I grew up there. Larry, owned this place. He would. Le- I used to go in there. I li- my apartment building was right behind it, so I would go in there every fucking day. And finally, one day, I go, "Hey, Larry, if you ever need any help, man, I'm looking for work." Because I was working at a pizza place, but I was also looking for it. He goes, "Oh, really? Can you come in tomorrow and close down for me?" Because I got, and <laughs> Wait, I was like, "Yeah." This is the gun shop or mm-hmm. the the liquor store? I was gonna say because that would. So I go, I go, yeah, I man. So I start working for this guy, and he has a list of people who would come in and just take booze, and I would mark it down, and they had a tab. They had a tab. There you go. You got the he, answer to your he question. Could just, you could, he could go, Larry. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's such a dangerous thing, though. I mean, dude, I would, I would let people come in that I knew. And I would charge them like the 
for a small bag of combos, I would charge them that for a bottle of Jägermeister. I would do so. I'm sort of running a scam, and then Larry would come back at the end of the cool. night, and then I would try to buy a 12 pack <laughs> and a bottle of wine, and I would try to pay him, and I'd be like, you know, keep the change, and he would hand all the money back, and he goes, hey, I'm just glad there's anything left on the shelves when I come back. Like he knew exactly what was going on, and he could have cared less. Way the better he has horrible fucking standards. No, he just he was. We got along very well. He, I'm sure he's passed away <laughs> at this point. But you didn't mean like I'm just glad you didn't kill me today, John. Thanks no, for, but he knew thanks. I was in college. Like, I was in there every day. He knew I was a booze bag. He's letting a booze bag run a liquor store. Like <laughs> the fuck you think is gonna happen? Every day that's like, like <laughs> hey, I know you're a cocaine addict, but I've got this pile of cocaine. I need someone to look after. Like, so yeah, I mean, but 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 that was a place. Ashland was a town where people still had credited bars, people still had credited stores. Where I got married, McLeod, in 2016, people there have credit at the store. I had credit for a whole weekend. They were like, uh, and then in the end of it, the whole alcohol bill for my wedding was like 500 bucks. Really? Well, that's because you had people like Eddie there. That's there was it? no alcohol. Every, I had, but also I had my friends and myself and my brother who could make up for Eddie in a heartbeat. Okay. And we went back to that grocery store so many times for more beer because we kept running out, but the people who owned the place we were staying at also owned the grocery yeah, store. Okay. We're also friends with Nicole's grandparents. Okay, we're also like, go. take whatever you want. Wow. It was like, it was get married in a small town if you can. Yeah, if you're going to get married, get married in a small town. Your Good to know. Thanks. Nothing but bartering and, and tabs. That's it. My whole life is bartering and tabs. <laughs> Put that on my tombstone. Here he is, great barterer, tab, tab haver. <laughs> I drink. Uh, I drank tabs for a little while. Remember? Uh, oh my God! I tried. I tried that once as a youth, and I was like, "Oh, as what a kid, you would have chucked it against a wall." It's like liquid fucking plumber. Not that I would know what liquid plumber tastes like, but my point is, it's just yeah, it's ass. It crack. didn't taste like Is it soda. like Diet Coke? Tab, yeah, but worse. Ta- way worse. Take all flavor out of it, and then sneak just like a, a, like one drip of flavor back, and then in. sort of make it flat. And then sort of make it carbonated. Do they still make tab? Oh yeah, uh, you can still they? get it at Costco or or, uh, or Smart and Final. I worked at a production. I opened the fridge. There was all this tab. Go, Who the fuck is drinking tab? And the line producer goes, <laughs> "Me, I love it." I'm like, and then that's I started an addiction drinking. though. You, would, you don't drink it. tab unless you're addicted. That's to it. the yeah, same that's... people who drink diet cokes. Well, that is definitely, and it's so funny that they have yet to just flat out. It, it, it's an addiction. Like I, I know people that had to get off of, like literally, had to quit. I just Didn't had Eddie have to quit Coke because he said he would drink like ten a day or yeah, something. Yeah, that's Eddie's. That's Eddie's excuse for why he doesn't. He's like, I think I have an addictive personality because when I like when I eat a brownie, I eat a whole tray of brownies. When I have a soda, I drink twelve sodas. Yeah, so, that's, but that's true though. Yeah, he's yeah. probably so, right. So yeah. if, I, if I were to go into like alcohol or drugs, uh, I probably would probably be dead in a little while. Well, go, at least well, he's maybe. not on one of those shows where he's like, I eat all my hair. Right. I, I, <laughs> my strange addiction. I, yeah. Yeah. I can't. I I eat all the Christmas stockings. I shave my pubes, on. but then I put it on peanut butter. Some of them, I'm like, how can you eat that stuff without dying? What do you mean you eat the pl- little bit at what a time? What do you mean you ate the whole plastic bottle? People eat weird shit. Human body is crazy, dude. My friend ate a whole eraser over the course of a semester. On just purpose? Kept nibbling at it and just biting it. And he's like, oh, what do you do with the pieces? He goes, oh, I swallow them. I go, you fucking ate a whole eraser. Like a whole eraser. Yeah, I was like, at least he did it over time. At least yeah. I'm eating yes. an eraser a day. But that's, how they, but that's how they do that shit. Like, I eat toilet paper. I eat a little bit at a time. Yeah, I know, but no one's eating a whole roll at a sitting. Not, well, not that you, well, you they don't might. know for sure. I, I guess I don't know. What kind of, does your shit take care of itself if you eat that much toilet paper? Hey, like, there he is. <laughs> <it's fucking> What's <laughs> your next show? Yeah. I got Are nothing. I eat a roll a day. I never have to wipe. I'll be like, opening oh. up for Jen Murphy in Springfield, Massachusetts. Ooh, I would have totally opened for you Missouri. Springfield. Springfield somewhere. The fans need to the know. Spring, speaking of Springfield, speaking of sp- 30 years. 30 years of The Simpsons. Wow. 
fucking insane. I was just talking about this. I saw the 30. thing. I was like, thir- 19. Came on that long ago. December seventeenth, nineteen eighty nine, was the first full length Simpsons episode. And we talked about this before. I actually saw when I was still in college, pre Tracy Ullman. I used to go to these things called animation celebrations, and there was two hours of different animators doing stuff. Uh, and it was it was showing at the movie theaters, and that was the first time I'd ever seen The Simpsons. That was that these crazy. things called animation and, celebrations? And then they ended up bumpers in the Tracy Ullman yep. show, and then eventually their own show. And then they got their first full length. The show premiered December seventeenth, nineteen eighty nine. Wow. Thirty fucking years no, in our lifetime. And anyone who's listening to this, and who has kids right now, in their lifetime. No comedic television program will even come close no, to awesome. reaching the, the, the distance that that show has reached. It's global. Everybody fucking knows it. And the length. South Park is close. South Park is... Close second. South Park came South out South Park in... will do it, but, but South Park is on a, 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 a cable channel. Does that make sense? Like, well, I'm just saying, as far as like still making it, like it most yes. stuff just dies after you know. Very six, good point. Seven. South Park, South Park, is, I think, has been around since. It's 25. It's up there. It's 25 years. Yeah. Old. Do you think a lot of people go to Springfield, Missouri, for like? It, is it has it taken advantage? Obviously, it has, right? I'm sure. I well, that's the, here's the thing. I'll report back to you guys after. When I go. you watch, <laughs> when you watch the show, it's just it. What if it's just all Simpsons? In all the years of the show, they've never said they were in Missouri. Springfield is in every every town. There's all the Illinois, characters. There? There's a Springfield, Illinois, the capital of Illinois. The, all the characters' names on The Simpsons come from street names in Portland, Oregon. You can drive down Terwilliger. You can drive down. Is that where he's from? You um, can tell I never Van, watched The Simpsons. Van Houten. That's. I don't know if that's where Greening is from, but the Pacific Northwest is where he took those names. He took them from streets in Portland, and the every every day Springfield, every town USA is Springfield. So at one point, oh, so it's not Missouri. They go, they have all these places crossed off on a map in one episode, and Homer's like, "Well, we can't go here. The only places that weren't crossed off were places that had known Springfield, uh, like main cities, right? So at one point, someone said Kentucky is where the Simpsons were located, Springfield, Kentucky. I still think. I, I look at it as like Illinois because that is the most middle of America to me, which no, I know isn't true. They're located at Universal Studios. I've been there. You've been there. I, You've I, seen I them. Saw the whole. Oh, you rode the ride. Yeah. You yeah. went to Moe's. Yeah. I met you at Moe's. We yeah. had beers. Yeah. Did you have a donut? We, had, uh, we did. Kid. His kids got a donut. I ate part of it, yeah. and then I had five beers. This was after my mother-in-law threw up on the Harry Potter ride. Yeah, I, I saw her on the way out. Yeah. Is it that bad? No, not the ride. I'm sorry. Here's what happened. She ate. I think right before, right? We, she was not feeling well. She came down to visit. She loves Harry Potter. I say, let's go to Universal Studios as a gift to your mom. Wasn't this just like last year? Or yeah. Something? It was like two, years, maybe two, years, ago, two yeah. years ago. But she, we, and she, I'm like, you're not feeling well? Drink this smoothie I made you. <laughs> oh! So I give her like a berry, a mixed berry oh. smoothie. Make her pound it. Then probably give her coffee on top of it. Then we go to the we oh, go. Oh, that's probably what it was. And we ri- <laughs> and we and we get in line. And Stepdad's always pushing smoothies on me. First, like, no. first, first thing we do is go to the Harry Potter ride. We get in line. All these signs, roller coaster. If you have a bad back, I'm like, no, no, don't worry about that. These rides are just you sit in a box. It's a 3D screen. Yeah. I literally ignored every fucking sign. I've we saw been oh, on. there was every 20 feet there was a sign in that line. I ignored every one. I was like, no, you'd be fine. We get there, they strap us into the ride, a yeah. shoulder harness. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what's the what's the shoulder? Then boom, yeah. we're upside down. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck, this oh, is a really? roller coaster. Yeah. This is a full-on 
indoor oh, roller coaster. That. So you're whipping around, and there's a 3D part, and then it yeah. breaks. We're stuck just hanging. We had for the like same thing happen to us. We, hang, we were took, hanging face down. They on that took the thing. 3D portion out of it because that's what was getting hung up. But so we get off that ride, and I'm like, oh my god. The first thing I thought is, is her spine okay? Like I, I'm, in, I'm in pain, and she's like, oh, I'm really not feeling well. And I, go, <laughs> I go, okay, we get her some water. Let's go on the Universal Tram ride. That's super easy. Yeah. The tram ride. It's a nice 45-minute long tour. You're sitting down. Five minutes into that tour, they do the new Fast and the Furious part of it, where the fucking thing is shaking and Vin Diesel's <laughs> running around. And then there's the King Kong earthquake. And then there's all this shit going on on the tram. And she just starts barfing into a plastic bag she took out of her purse. And she's trying to because hold it in her mouth. Because old people are always... Prepare. I was gonna say this is not the first time this has happened this to her. The, She's nope, a she found she needed a much larger bag. Okay, that was not helpful. She had it in her purse, oh. like a good starter. We kid. got off that fucking ride and they went home, and that was I it. We were think there. That 20 when I'm minutes. on a plane and they have those little bags, I'm like, this is just gonna overflow if you actually threw up, wouldn't it? Well, I th- well the I the mean, bags on the planes, I think you, you for, could yeah. you could get a hole. It's like a big paper sack. No, it's a little one, like oh, a lunch really? sack. Well, they changed it. Gotta that? always yeah. be prepared. <laughs> Have a little bit of everything in your nanosack. Always assume <laughs> you're going to throw up wherever and you go. And always have tissues tucked into your arms. I sleeve. always have tissues, but I never thought to bring a plastic tucked, bag. Do you have them tucked right here in your in your sleeve? No, they're in my bra. Tuck them in your sleeve. Do you really put them in your bra? No. Oh, okay. She's not 109. I don't know. No, it's padding. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. It serves a dual purpose. Sorry, I haven't seen it in my house in a long time. I can't padding, and then if I'm my nose runs. Stuffing your bra with tissues. One boob's bigger than the other. Oh, Okay. Was that a good plan? I wonder if that's still a thing. No, because they make. Pu- I think that was before they made push-up bras. No, I mean, I, 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 is breast, about stuffing is breast your size even a thing anymore? Is that you think? I yes, it exists. Breasts have sizes. How long have you been married? No, I'm talking about. Do, does this generation care? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm too old. <laughs> well, I what do I know about this generation? Don't you speak at schools? I thought. What do you mean? Do they care? The young people? Yeah, maybe they've evolved. And well, apparently not... they're not having as much sex. That's what I'm saying. That's people. hilarious to Lunches me, by the way. they can't get off their fucking phones. That's why. We're going we're gonna, to... We're gonna, but that, maybe that is the help the population control needed. Yes. So, okay, so everything. Maybe phones happened for a reason. Yeah, because people were still boning when there was Thomas guides. But I guarantee <laughs> you they were. And I guarantee you there are kids, like someone was just telling me, they have a seven-year-old who is anti-technology. The kid won't let the parents pull out phones at dinner. Good. The ki- kids are going to start rebelling against this kind well, of nonsense. At wow. Some point. It's it's sick. It's it's circular. It's it's going to fucking. Got you. Don't get addicted to likes. That's what I always say in my house. My kids are not on social media because I was like, don't. That'll change it. Well, now they took it off Instagram. They won't put how many likes. It just puts. That's better. So so and others like this because they. You know why? Because they know it's an addiction. They know. They, why would they care, though? No, they're doing it for more um, selfish reasons. It's yeah. because the, it has to do with... when you, you participate less if you... No, no, it's like they don't want to somebody... They don't want to see how much somebody's getting because those people can monetize off of it, I think. I think it's something to do with... Um, I agree. It's it's probably for something selfish for the company. Yeah, it's, you're right. Good it's, it's, there's no way they're like, guys, it's addicting. Don't do it. They're like, whatever, do more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're concerned about our Get mental Diet health. Coke. No, nobody Coke. Who runs oh, Brian, s- you're so naive. Nobody who runs a social media Instagram company is really cares about, about us. And I, our didn't addicted, that. I didn't say that. I didn't say about you. Yeah, fair enough. All right, I was <laughs> stupid on my part. <laughs> they don't care if you get high and drive. <laughs> <laughs> they're not putting Did up they the say bus that? stop they, signs. Yeah. They, they <laughs> that was very sweet of you, though. Oh, thank 
you. You know, I, I would like to believe the good. In, there's some good in people. What are you hoping is going to happen in 2020? What do you mean? Well, just like for with yourself. The year, do you, you have any start? aspirations, goals, uh, predictions? You know what? I stopped doing that. Hopes a long time for the ago. future. I stopped doing that a long time ago because it. It. I. I I look back on all the, you know what, this is, I can see I'm turning a corner on certain things, and I've turned no corners. So oh, I, I just, I don't mean that in a negative way. Debatable, what but. But what I, no, I was just saying, I, I think it's, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's okay if you want to have goals. I just, I try to temper expectations. Yeah, and, and you should, because people should have goals throughout the year. It doesn't have to be in one, one month, yeah, January 1st. My life 1st. has also changed. My my focus is shifted to my family first anyway. And, you know, hopefully, you know, some things pertaining to things that I want to have happen will happen. And if they don't, I'm not going to be severely disappointed about it because as long as I'm making sure that the other part is taken care of. I think there's people that really think there's a huge, like, cosmic change between December 31st and then January 1st. Well, that you know, I guess... Which, like whatever. something actually changes because yeah. the date changed. Why too crazy? Remember that? 1999, 2000. Dude. That's why I moved out here in 99, because I was like, if the world's going to end, I want to be on the West Coast. Yeah, <laughs> good call, I'm, I'm Honestly, that's exactly what it was like. I go, I don't really believe that, but let's say all the computers shut down, satellites fall from the sky, and we start going back to Lord of the Flies there's or whatever. Your, there's your independent film right there. Staying in Wardville for the end of the world, 1999 was, to 2000? I can't be a 2000er in Warrenville, Illinois. I was in Naperville at the time. Oh, okay. My, my bad. You were in a different ville. Like, I just wanted... I wanted, <laughs> different ville. I was using it as like a fresh <laughs> starting point. Like January 1st was going to be the starting point, you know, the next chapter. And I, I, I appreciate John, it doing it the next it chapter. It sounds like a Jason. It, it was. It I was then murdered people with a machete <laughs> while wearing a hockey mask for 17 years. January no one, 1st of Well, no wonder you had to come out here. Right, they can't uh, they can't bring you past uh, county lines or it's, something. Or it's Halloween year lines. round out here. What do oh. you mean for all the murders? Yeah, is that what it was? I took an underground tunnel. Guys, I'm over here. I'm in a different co- I'm in a different city now. You can't. I'm wearing a different mask. That's right. You can't get me for those murders. That was a different mask. Me. What about you, Jen? What do you, what, do you have? No, just stay alive. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a good. That's so, a good. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> You're like, was maybe, that the same? maybe was that 2019 as well? Was that the same yeah. one? Sounds like you and I are about on the same page of like really kicking ass and keeping it keeping it real. Yeah, I'm say, yeah, I don't really feel like you have to make a big huge goals for January first. Just I kind of try and make goals throughout the whole year. I don't know if make goals is the right thing. Well, try and work harder, maybe. Just yeah. do something a little bit different. I that's my thing. It's like, you know. What is it? What is the definition of insanity? Doing the, Do same, the same thing, thing every day, expecting different, different results. results. Like, yeah. So, if you don't like where something is, change a little bit of something up and see how that plays out. I you think, know? yeah. I mean, look, every year, every day is like a an, a chance to learn something or grow or be a better person or give it a shot or fucking yeah, try. I'm, I'm wearing knit caps now instead of baseball hats. I mean, things have changed. Yeah, I noticed. Working on a fucking dock now. <laughs> hey, you guys need this fucking shipment? Moved over here? <laughs> yeah, thanks, hat guy. <laughs> That's it. That's what they do. <laughs> you need to move like this. this giant box with this crane? Guys, yeah. guys what's going on with the shipments? Dot shipments. Dot like hat guy. I don't know. I've oh, got he he kind of looks like a fisherman. I yeah. got my hat yeah. on. You're going to go crabbing. I'm going to get my hook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get my, get my, you know, the, you know that, yeah, that's how they grab the big fish, right? They grab the, yep. they have the hook. Get it? Throw it. Yep. Good. You got it, dude. New life. Same. So your whole new 2020 is going to be... Kids, dad's moving to the shore. I'm going to Maine. <laughs> Why? 
Yeah, there's an ocean right there. I'm going to the ship. Literally 12 miles from an ocean. I'm going to Upper Maine. It actually is quicker to drive to Maine than it is it's to Santa Monica. To get to <laughs> I can go up and around in Canada, or I can take nine hours to go 12 miles. That's really funny. John, yeah. do you have any hopes? Just to, you know, try to keep being a better person. I'm just, you know, it's always, everything's constantly changing, moving forward. I think uh, I'm... Got any I, other generic sayings? I feel... No, I, just, <laughs> okay, I know. I, I, look, I know it sounds corny and shit, but, like, there were years when I was like, this is the year I got to do this and this and this, and really, I just, I hope that I get to enjoy myself. I get, hope I get to spend more time with Nicole, and we get to chill, and I hope we get jobs we like, and I hope I get to keep doing stand-up, and I'd love if my death co were to sell or do something... I'm just really super stoked about that project still, which is rare. And uh, I'd like to, you know, keep doing this podcast and enjoying it. Grow listeners, but also at the same time have guests and have fun and, you know. Just uh, I need to get the maybe we need to aspire to more than just staying alive. Do you think? No, I don't. Me and Brian, I don't think you do. I don't. That's look. I think. You want to be alive and you want to enjoy it because it's you're renting the body. So just I, yeah. you only have it for so long. And this is this is this is a non edible related statement. <laughs> I <laughs> I for t- for twenty plus years, I would say about twenty five years. Like um, I wanted to be in radio, and I pushed and I pushed and I drove and I drove and I drove, and then I wanted to be in the in the music business, and I pushed and I pushed and I drove and I drove, and then I wanted to be a stand up, and I pushed. I want to be a filmmaker. I wanted to write TV. I wanted to do all that. Like, want, I want, I want, I want. And it's at some point, like, because it's all of those things have a series of disappointments attached to them. That's that's just the creative business is riddled with disappointments, right? And so, is for me, it, it, as much as you know, you're joking about the thing. It's like I'd rather just live my life and en- and enjoy the journey. I'll still dabble in all that stuff, but I, I I refuse to make that the most defining thing feature of who I am as a human anymore. Yeah. Because it's like, I I am less disappointed by the other choices that I make in my life than I am putting all my eggs in that basket. And I've accomplished a lot of that. I, I joke all the time. Sometimes you have to set, you have to step back from your own life. I mean, what you just what you just said, the things you wanted, you went after. You I, I did you them all, yeah. did them all. I know. You know what I mean? But like, not at a high level, and no, that's what pro- I have to. Not the level that you thought as you were thinking about them yeah. that you might be at or you would do them at. But at the same time. Man, there are people who literally sit around like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do stand up someday. I'm, I'm writing. I got yeah. notebooks full of shit." And then they die at 75 years old, and they've never once gotten on stage. Like, yeah. there, there's, there's something to be said for like, yes, you might not have achieved what you thought you were supposed to achieve from them, but you achieved what you were meant to achieve from them. Well, or I think gain from them. The, the core of it for me is I refuse to to ever stop being a dreamer. Because I believe that that's my soul. Dreamers, screamers, and memers. Yeah, that uh, I'm fine with getting rid of the memes, but <laughs> the um, no, but like I feel like that's that's my soul, that's my artistic soul. Like I can do a job, I can do any job, I can I can be a dock worker with this hat on. But that's not, that's <laughs> take the hat off, can't be a dock. Worker <laughs> I can't anymore. do it anymore, You're guys. Fired. I'm out, guys. I'm You're out. fired. <laughs> and it also can give you a lot of pleasure just making something, even if it no doesn't go anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Like if you wrote a book, like but podcast. nobody ever saw it, and you just wrote it, but you could still get so much pleasure you just could also self-publish writing it. it. Yeah, uh, and then one person does read it, and that might be all you need. It wasn't even that. So, like, my sister called me last week, and she was like, I, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, what happened? Who, who's dead? What happened? Like, that's, you know, it's, which, she's like, no, no, no. She's like, I just want to tell you something. She goes, 
I love your Elf on the Shelf posts. So you, does my brother, by the way. Should make, you should make a book. And I laughed. And I go, ha She goes, no, no, no. You don't, I'm not telling you to go make a book for 50,000 people. She goes, just make a book. Have that. She goes, you're going to give it to your kids. Give, give the book to your kids. She's like, they're going to forget half this stuff. Go make a book. She's like, I just want you to know that, like, I, I personally am enjoying it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then like, afterwards I got off, I'm like, yeah, I guess for me that's uh, that – that there is no greater compliment than that. Like yeah. I, dude, I didn't, my brother I loves them. Nicole loves them. That's like just three people that like don't owe you anything. That don't need to tell you shit if they don't want to. Saying that they do like them, which means if you're enjoying doing it, why not take some pictures, self-publish a fucking eighty-page elf on a shelf fucking idea book or whatever. Like well, people, it's not even that. my sister is right. It's like no, yeah. just why can't you just make the book for yourself? That that in itself. Is enough, and I was, and it, it just took me a while. And she wasn't trying to be profound. Nope. Yeah. She was just sharing like her genuine excitement and love for it, and like, and if she being likes supportive. it, other people would like it. And yeah. you know what? When you do something out of love or because you enjoy it, because it's making other people happy, those are the things you find that end up being what leads to your success. And, uh, and to be clear, just so you don't go, well, it's your family, so of course they're going to be like. I that. just take name two people that are not in your family who don't give a shit about you who love them. I don't think she'd make a point to call you just to be nice. And tell I'm you bringing that yeah, up because yeah. it took my sister six months to watch my fucking movie that I sent her a link to. Right, so right, it's right. Not a link like that she could have just clicked. She didn't have to go time, anywhere. Any fucking time. Right. So my, And that's not a slam. I'm just saying it's yep. just like she's not like. I think Brian needs to be supported right now. Like, no, nope. give two shits. Like, no, right. I don't mean in that way. I mean, she's a good sister and stuff but like that. But she like, felt that she liked what you did, and yeah. she just wanted to tell you about and it. And the funny thing is, I I was re- I was like, I'm fucking done with this elf in the shelf. You shit. tried like, to I say that good. last year. You're like, I'm never doing this again. And and so like, I was just like, it's an addiction. Because I, I get I'm grumpy. You have to wait until the kids fall asleep, and you have to get up. You, it's disruptive to your sleep pattern. So I'm like, rah, rah, rah. And then she did that, and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll keep doing it. Yeah, what are you going to shit about your sleep pattern? You got a lot going on during the day? Come on, dude. Got a lot of meetings. You hurt hurt Brian's feelings. No, but you know what I mean. Like he's gonna cry. No, but that that is the flip side of it. Uh, That's the other thing of the other people that know me. Somebody was like, "You need to get a fucking job." (laughs) Like (laughs) I love, and they mean it. Love your elf on a shelf post. Do something with your life. That's exactly what it was. And the funny (laughs) thing is, it didn't hurt my feelings. It made me fucking laugh out loud because it's. I get where they're coming from. Yes. They're fucking with me. Yeah. They're saying the you're same s- thing as my sister. You're taking a lot of time. You're putting you a lot of effort. Are putting these on Instagram? It, you know? Am I not following you? Yeah, no, you don't follow me. But it's fine. I don't care. I don't know. Maybe you do. I have no idea. I don't, but again, I don't do things. I took a break from from social media. We've talked about this because I didn't want to get addicted to likes. I don't yeah. care anymore. When I put something up, I put it up because it's, it's stupid. I trained Alexa to tell my dog to check its penis. And my dog does it, and I will post stuff like that. So I don't care. Oh, like, wow. That's what I get a kick. No, Check there's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. Alexa will tell. Are you just at Brian Irwin? Oh, sorry. Alexa, Mr. stop. Mr. Brian Irwin. Is it really? Huh? At Mr. Brian yeah. Irwin. How do I not follow? Uh, you probably do. Or I'm really bad with social media. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. I apologize, but now I want to see your post. Anyway, that that's the stuff that I get a kick out of, is what I'm yes. saying. Like, I just, just, or, or entertaining you. Like, anytime I can get you guys to laugh. Yes. Got it. To me... Like, this podcast, I don't really know anybody that listens to it, meaning I don't know them, know them. Like, right. I'm, not have, I'm not interacting with anybody. Because you're not online. For me, this is it. Like, yeah. I'm, this is more than enough for me. Like, yeah. if you guys are coming here and, I, and we're talking and I'm talking, you guys are like, all right, so, uh, uh-huh. 
then I'm like, I wouldn't want to do this fucking right. thing anymore. Right. You know? But also, that also is my how... Dad, my dad listens. So. And that is how we are growing our audience, by not... Um, I don't care. Is that bad? No, it's not That's that you don't care. That's what I was care. saying earlier. Sometimes I really don't care about anything, and I'm like, shit, is it's, that bad? No, it's not that you don't... You care, but you... The weight. It's the weight of the caring, right? That, that's you what I mean. You need to understand what it is that you're doing. Like, it's okay to care. It's okay to to like to do something. You just need to understand. It's okay to have nice things. You just need to understand why you have them. If you're if you only buy a new computer so that you can go, God, I've got a new computer. Everyone, look at my new computer. That's weird. You're attached that is to weird, it. Especially if, you if say someone, that out loud. you whatever you're fucking super into. Don't be attached to it. Meaning, if someone wiped it away and you couldn't have it anymore, you wouldn't cry or break down or think you could. You weren't smart or better. Like my mustache. Like not I didn't even get close to, to your mustache. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's something like that that brings everyone joy. Um, but that's but but it's okay. It's a, like I don't know. We it, it's it's not that you don't care. I don't I don't believe that it's not that you don't care. I think it's like you uh, see the bigger picture of it not being as important as everything else or equally as important as everything else and then it kind of all just takes a it's the same line like there's no you're not a better person because you went on stage one more time this week you're not a less person because you didn't go up at all this week you're not you can't that isn't who you are you know what i mean so yeah you're probably right because in your 20s you think like oh i'll be so much happier if i'm more successful Yes, but what is the but, then, like, but you're a definition like somebody said it because I I was pumping my then you see of, people miserable and you realize you're gonna be the same I was, as you are now yeah I was <laughs> promoting my my first album trying to get people to buy it around the holidays and I was like and I guess there's a whole there's a whole bit on there about dying doing what you love and someone quoted that with like well I hope you I hope you would get to die doing what you love and I go the funny thing is is that meant so, something so much different when that album came out for me now I probably will die doing what I love. Watching Antiques Roadshow and eating Taco Bell. I thought you were gonna say podcast, and then you were gonna fall over. And no, like, but I don't have time for this. Shit, dude. It's the holidays. I got a lot to do today. I just want to die in Brian's gotta, basement. Gotta, no, but you know what I mean. Like surrounded the, by joy I, I gotta, and happiness. I got to get the kids. Can you die somewhere else? I won't die here. Don't okay, worry. Thank you. But you know what I mean. Like that. That whole thing is like, yeah, I will die doing what I love. Sitting there watching TV with yeah. a fucking smile on my face. You know. Um, I always thought it was going to be you rock climbing. You always talk about how much you love rock climbing, John. I honestly, for the longest time, I thought I would get shot dead in a white castle, which still might happen. In a white castle? Or just what? some fa- some inane fast food place that I stopped into for one thing. Like, I shouldn't be eating this, but uh, maybe I'll grab a, another shamrock shake or whatever, <laughs> and then I have to go inside <laughs> and wait in line, and then some fucking lunatic comes in and blows me away because I was like, hey, you know what? I feel like being a fat ass today. So that's kind of how I figure I'm going to go. Sort of pointless. I don't think that's going to happen, John. But you never know. Matter of time right, at this point. We don't point. know. We don't. Oh, okay. But um, bringing it down. No, no, no. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. But I, like I said, I don't think it's that you know, it's not about not caring. It's just about understanding that we're all, it's the Bill Hicks thing. This is a ride. It's a ride. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Be open to new ideas and new things. Be open to conversation. Be open to meeting people. Don't say no all the time. Like, I don't know. Things yes, are like and. A, ch- a chunk of my life was a lot of no. Like, I didn't want, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And now it's like, oh, I'll give it a shot. I'll try it. I'll see it. Oop, didn't like it. Or, wow, that was fucking really fun, you know? I just think you try to be doing more of that in the new year and just also everyone needs to, do, needs to be nicer. 
But but it's not that I don't I don't well, believe that you guys don't not. No, care. you're right. I if there was one thing, that's what I felt when you said 2020. I'm like, oh, are you talking about like the wor- the state of the world? And I was oh like, no, no. But you know, I mean, but that's the problem is that those the 2020 is ingrained in in and and going to what you're saying, John. It's like it's ingrained. Sadly, politics has bled over, and it's affecting how people think they should feel on a daily basis, and. I was talking to somebody and they were like, well, um, you know, politics needs to clean its house. And I said, well, what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't? You know what I mean? Like, how, what's your life going to be like? Is, is, are you going to continue to let everything around you bring you down? Like things that you have no control over? Like, and I wasn't trying, again, I wasn't trying to be profound. I wasn't trying to be combative. I was just like, at some point, what if things don't go your way? Like certain things don't go your way on the big in the big picture. Does that mean you are you gonna? Is it is your life gonna be miserable? Like is that is it gonna stay miserable? You shouldn't change who you are because of elected officials. Correct. And you should be try to be a good person. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the fuck is in charge because whoever's in charge is probably wrong, corrupt, weird, strange, not as smart as you, and uh, a fucking psycho because they want to be in charge. <laughs> so um, you, you can't let any of that. You, you have to be who you are. And, and that I know it's corny, that, that saying, be the change you want to see in the world or whatever. But yeah. like, if, if, if your whole complaint is that people are yelling too much about politics, then when you go out into society, don't fucking yell about politics. Yeah. Talk about something else. Calm it down a little bit. Well, I tuned all that stuff. Like I told you, I, so I went back into social media, I, I going, knowing that I was going back into social media in 2020. But before I went back in, I made I went through and I was like, who 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 are these people that are showing up in my feeds? What are they talking about? And, and I I just cleaned all that out. Sorry, but I just don't want to hear about. That's it. your right. That's your social media. Well, but you I'm, don't I'm have saying, to look but at I, anything. No, you I don't. don't and I and I ch- but I wanted to change my perspective because I didn't want my perspective to be this constant anger, yelling, disappointment. Like I I know like. Facebook used to make fun of me because I was the guy posting pictures of my kids. Right. Uh, it's no offense, but that seems to be, at this point, like that seems to be far more interesting than telling somebody, somebody telling somebody to fuck off and hoping that everybody gets a, it becomes part of their comment chain. Like, I don't give a shit. That was the beauty of going away from it. It's like, I don't feel to have to engage in all that bullshit anymore. You know, but that is my fear going into 2020 is like, is it are, are people just going to continue to stay angry around me? That's that's the only thing I'm not excited about. I forward. think if you don't give off anger, you'll be okay. Meaning, like, less people in your immediate area will be angry if you're not angry. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Like, you have to kind of project how, like, if you show people kindness and respect and 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 treat everyone that around you that, that there's they're an intelligent fucking being then those people will come back with that even if there's a much a difference in politics or a difference in whatever and even if they're like you know what you can definitely fuck off as soon as i leave this party but right now i see what you're doing and there's no need to get uh, amped, amped up or, or violent or incite a riot or go crazy and start screaming about shit like i mean i used to be guilty of that too like one thing could set me off like We'd be out, some say, oh, Trump did whatever, whatever. And I could just be like, here's why this was the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I, what happens then? I go home with like a year taken off my life from, right. being, from being that fucking angry. Like, right. Well, it's also the same thing of like years ago. I stopped getting like um, with sports teams. If they would lose, 
how it would affect me the day after. Now I'm like, okay, it's over. Moving. Oh, it like, still affected you the day after? Oh yeah, yeah. See, oh, I grew dude, up. In, I grew up. Oh. I grew up in a very Cubs and Packers, dude. and it, there was so weeks much weeks at a time for me. So much hanging really? on to that. Oh stuff. God, eighty four. I remember like a week after that, just be like, I cannot fucking believe that ball went through Leander Arms' legs. What in the fuck? Like just like thinking over, over, like playing it over and over in my head. But also, I was a kid. Like that's all I had. Well, I had yeah. it when I was an adult. There was a, in the early two thousands. The the the, uh, the Broncos. No. Packers? The, uh, the, no, no, the, the Cubs. But oh. the Cubs uh, lost in uh, games. Oh, 2003? Yeah. Bartman ball? It, yeah, and I was, uh, not the Bartman, th- but that, there was two things. I didn't like the way Bartman was treated. It, not it, at ma- all. it made me feel gross. I was rude. As a fan. And I as also didn't like, I didn't like the way I felt after they, I was too personally invested in strangers. And I finally realized, like, I can't, it's entertainment, and that's that. It's I I I didn't want to I didn't want to be that invested in strangers like they didn't. Interestingly didn't. enough, that game did the same thing for me. Like as soon as that ball happened, like as soon as I saw that play, I looked at my buddy Tim, who I was watching the game with, and I go, "I'm gonna blame that dude for every problem I have for the next 15 years." <laughs> and then like it was literally I was like tick tick of the clock, and then I said, "Actually, he just did the same thing I would have done. He went after a foul ball at a." At a at a playoff game where the Cubs are fucking six outs away from going to a World Series, I would have done the exact same thing. Everyone around him did the exact same thing. Yep. He just happened to come up with the ball. Yep. Very, very lame shake. I'm glad they brought him back. I'm glad he finally kind of is okay, but, like, not cool how he was treated. No, but and, and, is- and also that was in my head. I was like, there's no reason to put this kind of – uh, weight on something like oh. like that that's a game. Yeah. yeah, they get paid a lot of money because they dedicate their entire life to being in this kind of shape to play a game at a level that we've become accustomed to watching. But like they're not any different than you or me and the people in the stands are just people. Like yeah. it's all fucking you can't have a winner without a loser. You can't have dark without light. You can't have negativity without positivity. You just you, your you win something, someone you were going against lost. Like yeah. that's it's, and 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 someday you will lose, and someone will will beat you, and it's just part of it. And if you can't, if you invest too much of your your you thinking about it too much, or you're fucking walking around and yelling about it, that's just never gonna benefit you. No, and I know you you like sports. I mean, but do you get? Are you emotionally invested? Does it emotionally drain you? No, yeah, not really. Exactly, but I love healthy. it. It's yeah. fun to get amped up, but and it's fun to talk trash, and it's fun to get pissed. But I like, do kind of see, I do kind of understand more now why guys get so into it, because I think it's just something to be like really passionate about. Yeah, you say <laughs> I don't know. People who don't have I've anything else are like sports. Well, since I, in the last couple of years, since I've gotten way more into football, and I've noticed like how much I look forward to either Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, and it's almost like. I'm so excited because I have something to do, even if I don't care about the team. I was going to say, like you can't possibly hole. give yeah. a fuck about Thursday Night Football. But I look forward to it. Ooh, the Jaguars and the fucking No, but it's, filling, it's like filling like a loneliness hole or something. So, yeah, yeah I'm starting to understand why people get more. I'm not more into it. I don't get emotional about but I do really look forward to it because it's something to do. And I am kind of legitimately sad when football season ends. Interesting. But I'm also a woman that lives alone. Well, and I'm single. Yeah, but you have that. So really I think I'm looking forward because it's a social thing. Yes. Like oh, you said, so you I might watch not watch it at home. So you go, you go somewhere and watch games. If you it's like the chart, I'll, I'll watch some at home. But yeah, if it's like a Thursday, if it's teams I don't care about, then I will 
go out for the social aspect to of it. To drink, watch the game. If it's like the Chargers. If it's somebody I care about, I'll watch it at home and uh, really okay. pay like super close attention. But yeah. But, but yeah, yeah it's you a social use it thing. as a social. I mean, that's what high school was for me. Honestly, yes, we did learn, but like, I enjoyed going because I could hang out during the day. That's why I don't like baseball, but I watched every I watch every single playoff game when it comes around, and it's because <sighs> so people good. are getting into it. It's yeah. a social thing. Yeah, I can enjoy the playoff, atmosphere. Uh, playoff baseball uh, to me is the yeah. greatest fucking. Yeah, it's it's got well, a it's like camaraderie intensity to it. I love it, dude. Yeah. I love it. I cannot wait until for until two men to start, start fighting, and then it's sad. And then what? And then it's just sad. When what happens? I said it's that it's camaraderie until two men start fighting. Right. Oh my god. Well, Especially when they're both rooting for the same team. I yeah, love I've that seen, shit. I saw these last playoff. These two guys, and I was watching across the street from my house, and it's just like it's so uncomfortable when men are fight, like verbally fighting. You're just like, well, I see, I, I, makes me sad. Well, because you're look. I Especially think when it's, it's over a baseball game. It's un- I think it's any, an unconsciousness, too, that like yeah. when you see that, you do get sad because deep down, you know that those guys are fucked. Like. If that's what they're so angry about, like you know that their lives outside of this moment are disasters. Well, that's what I think. Like that's when I when I say like my life's great, but when I say I look forward to it. So with these people get even more, then maybe that's their only happy time. Like if they are, don't they like t- their and wife, they, ruin or they hate their they job. They ruin their only happy time by yeah. getting too drunk and then arguing and fighting. Well, it's still <laughs> sad though. If that, if, if, that's if, sad. It is. If it's very sad. Still, your only happy li- like it's like if you don't like your job. Quit it and find something new. If, if, or if, if your marriage sucks, first off, is it your fault or is it their fault? Try to fix it, okay? Because you made a commitment. And if it doesn't work from there, then move on. A but lot like, of people don't know to get out of misery. They just accept it and live in it. Everybody well, the, knows to get out of it. The, 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 the job the, thing is I'll say that I know I a lot know. of people in this country have to take work that they're not necessarily super pumped for in order yeah. to get by and pay for Okay, well, pay but you cannot life. let that carryover affect you. My it. whole thing is just... Try to understand that the job is just a means to live your life. Don't let that anger about the job take over. Use the money you make from that job to do the things you love. Go fucking travel. Go hiking. Go camping. Go, like I said, skydiving a while ago. Like, Do the things that you love. Get joy out of life. And when you're doing the job you're doing... Work at it. Do it. Be the best you can be at it. Make it fucking fun. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit what it is. Be the best you can be. We, our guest last week was talking about how there's no craftsmanship anymore. And like no one takes pride in being really good at what they do. I have a friend who is a backhoe operator. And his wife is like, yeah, he drives a backhoe and does this thing. But the guys who he drives around are like, he's the fucking best backhoe operator I've ever seen. Like, you go out drinking with these guys, and they will tell you all the great backhoe stories that my friend backhoe. has accomplished in his in his career as a backhoe operator. He should make a book, and just like my book. Honestly, he should, but from an outsider's perspective, because I don't know anything about... If I'm just walking by that conversation, I'm like, well, I don't know shit about backhoeing, so I'm going to keep going. Like, not everyone wants to hear about everything you've done, which is why social media is hilarious, but like... But there are people that do something that you don't do and that are interesting, and that's cool, and that's fucking unique, and they're good at it, and they take pride in it, and that there should be more of that. Whatever you do, you should be trying to do it to the best of your ability, and and that will make it more fun, even if it's shit you never asked to get. Like, I'm working in locations right now. The other day, I had to go out and fucking deliver notifications to, like, a 100 places on, in West Hollywood because we weren't going to shoot. Because we were canceling a shoot, I had to walk around and go, hi, the thing that was supposed to happen is not happening. And they were like, what? So why are you here? I'm like, 
letting you know. Here's a piece of paper. But like, I made that as fun as I could make it. Five years ago, I would have called the guy who told me to do it and told him to fuck off and said, I don't want to go walk around and give out your stupid notices. <laughs> this is bullshit work. That, but I'm like, hey, look, if this is going to get me paid and all I got to do is walk around and drop off some pieces of paper and talk to some people, I can handle that. And I had a great time and I had fun and I got my fucking steps in. Oh, okay. That's him. There we go. But you know what I mean? I like just, your new perspective uh, on life. Steps. I just, you got to, no matter what you're doing, I, people, I think people get so hung up on like, I fucking hate my job. It's like, you, our suffering as humans comes from us being somewhere, doing something, and wanting to be somewhere else and doing something else. Do what you're doing in the moment that you're doing it and enjoy that you're doing it because all you have is that exact moment. There is no repeatable fucking moment. Have you thought about becoming a motivational speaker? Every... No, no, but we're gonna we're gonna uh, next a year from now we're gonna play this exact podcast, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna, gonna be like, and kill gonna, yourselves, gonna... <laughs> everybody, kill yourselves, kill everyone around you. The world is a garbage fire. Luck. <laughs> Fuck. 2020. Fuck 2020. I can't believe Eddie's missing this, this aspiration. Because Eddie does 17 podcasts. <laughs> I don't know if there's a podcast he's currently not on except I, for this one. Dude, I, that's what I said. I go, I go, I go, uh, it's impossible. I go, sorry, man, I'm a little busy. I go, well, it's hard when you're only on, not on three podcasts. Like, he's not on Rogan. He's not on uh, Joey Diaz's show. And he's not on Kreischer's show. Those are the three podcasts Eddie Pence doesn't do or hasn't been on. He's or made isn't a on. career now of being a podcaster, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's pretty he's, amazing. He's, 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 well, he's, I wouldn't say he's just a, it's, the swings and misses is a serious, that's a radio show. You know what I mean? It is a podcast essentially, but it is. 10 to 1 live every day. That's what I mean. He's working the mic. Let's just say he's working the mic. He's an audio master. I can't imagine wanting to go tell jokes after talking that (laughs) long. I know. I did a show with him like a month ago, and he was like, I just don't think I can talk anymore. Yes, he can. He's like, I talk all day long. Yes, he can. (laughs) Oh, he found a way. He He found a way. There's Eddie. Here's what I'll tell you uh, that I, I find fascinating about that guy. Is he ever not doing anything, and does he ever fucking sleep? For a long time, he was doing nothing and still not sleeping. I mean, there, he's there was always a time, doing something with Colton, but that was before his... Colton was doing things when he was just a baby, baby. Eddie was like at home, miserable because well, that's that part com- of the journey. But comedy had kind of he felt had stopped. Like he was, he was, he was kind of Dan Cummins out. Like the industry didn't seem to like like him. He wasn't an it guy. He had turned down a second appearance on Ferguson because he was like, no, nah, I want to do Conan next. He was like, well, that was a fucking huge mistake. Mm. It's like, yeah, but you live and you learn. And also, now he's fucking hitting his stride. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's, he's busy. He's got a great beard now, too. He's busy because he, he, he likes being busy. He likes doing all these shows. I hope against hope that someday Tuck Johnson finds a bigger audience or a play, because I really think he did a, such a good job with that. But at the same time, he's also going to come up with other ideas and other things. They're doing New Year's Eve at the Improv with Ralph Garman. I mean, he's going to, he's he's doing it. He's it's very, nice after knowing him so long to see it, because I feel like it shows in his face. Like, I feel like he's better looking. He's better looking because he's happiness. happier. Yeah. He's happier. When I see that, him now, I'm like, Eddie got better. Yeah, because oh, he's because no, because he doesn't come off as a fucking <laughs> negative grump all the time. Yeah, no, I didn't mean in any way like attracted to him. I'm just saying, like you notice, yeah, his Jen, happiness. Be honest, because he always seemed like the uh, the you know the sad Eeyore. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a happy a happy person is always better looking than always a, a happy. Person. He's glowing. <laughs> Those podcasts really make you glowing. <laughs> 
Oh, that's he's, he's using uh, beard butter. <laughs> beard butter. Or maybe he wears makeup now since he's on, you know. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's dolling himself up for God, that. I, I do three podcasts a day. I better start wearing makeup. <laughs> uh, for what, the photos afterwards? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You know. So Natalie got me this, a.k.a. my wife, who, <laughs> a.k.a. person who's never listened to a single podcast I've ever done. That, um, uh, there was one time that it, it, uh, it showed up on iTunes, you know, like the Apple TV. It comes on the TV, and it was, and I was like, "Oh, it's on the Apple TV." I was just kind of messing around the, the Apple podcast. TV. Oh, it started, it started playing, and she got up and walked out of the room. <laughs> but the um, <laughs> can't even exit. Yeah, it wasn't even gonna play the whole thing. She's like, um, "Nope." But I, she buys like these like recurring um, uh, grooming packets that that come for me. Uh, like, uh, like hips? they're like they're, they're like monthly. They'll, they'll show up in a box. It'll be just random grooming stuff. But one of them came in, and it was. I asked her. I said, "What is this?" Stuff and I can't remember what it was, but she said, "Oh, it's for your, it's like a eyebrow grooming thing." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I was bored one day, and I was like, "Well, fuck it, I'll see what this thing does." And <laughs> I started putting it on, and I was like, "I think I'm painting my eyebrows. <laughs> I think I'm painting them." And it's for and men? I, yes. And so then I I finished, and I looked in the mirror. I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" And it like I looked like a clown, and I was like, I couldn't get, and I was like trying to rub the shit out because it looked. I didn't, you know, because women, you guys can fill them, and it, it changes your whole look. And yep. I was like, and I, I did it, and I was, like, panicking. I'm like, I can't go out in public with I these wish new you fucking did. eyebrows. Oh, my God, dude. Because it also changed the expression yeah. of my face. <laughs> you look more surprised, probably, because they were thicker. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I don't know if it would let me look like a fucking silent movie actor. Or like yes, what. that's probably. It was just dude. weird. That's there's a thing, and you can attest to this, I'm sure. Women are now I've bi- never bigger, painted my eyebrows. Bigger eyebrows are in. Yeah. I do not care for it. Oh, it's weird. Do not care what for it. Big? Like big, like bigger, huge. Bigger like... eyebrows. They're painting them in to make them bigger. Yeah. Okay. No. I think it's very weird no. too. No, like what are you Groucho no. Marx? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, I think it's ugly. I do not like it. I also have got if you ever need a tie for anything, let me know because it also every single ties. one of them comes with a tie. The problem is I wear a suit maybe once a year, so I've got all these ties. Start wearing at ties. Point, I'm like, I think she means I need to get a job with a tie. Be the t-shirt and tie guy. Be the tie that you want to be. Be the tie you want to <laughs> see in society. Be the tie you want to wear around your Call neck. back. That's funny. Uh, yeah, never again with the eyebrow shit though. That was fucking. I wish weird. I could have seen it. <laughs> I'll d- I'll do it for you sometime if you want. I'll t- I'll do it and I'll take a picture. I'll I wish I wish I wish we could have known you were doing it and then been like, "Hey man, this hey, is Tanner's school. You got to come pick him up right yeah, away and then like make him go outside <laughs> and like my new eyebrows." Tanner's at the grocery store for some reason. You have to get down here. Hey, say something where I got to think about it. <laughs> I really want to see how this. Sir, we don't I like really your attitude. See it now. Can you it's go so upstairs weird. and put it on? No. We'll wait. No. We'll, we'll wait. Is, and we won't edit it out. <laughs> we got we'll time. Just, we'll leave the silence in. The thing in. is, I panicked so much that I scrubbed it so much that I had red eyebrows for a little while because I was like, God, people I was desperately have, trying to get... People I must have thought really, you were a drag queen. Well, I barely have any eyebrow or whatever this stuff is, hair up there. I barely have any as it is. So it's like, it was a drastic, drastic change. <laughs> yeah, I got real. That's what they... That's the, Every time I sit oh, in I'm a, getting real. a chair uh, for hair and makeup on a, on a set, if I'm doing anything, they're like... The only thing that they really have to do is is fill in my eyebrows a little bit because on camera to look like I don't have it. I'll give you some eyebrow oh, filler. I no, I would rather let a professional do it. I'm not going to go out and do it on my own. Now nah, my eyebrows are filled in, sir. Are you angry? Nah, my eyebrows are filled in, sir. Calm down. It's like Uncle Leo from fucking uh, Seinfeld. 
Yeah, yeah it's going, this is going on your permanent record. It, it changes. That, I'm telling you, I had no idea how changing your eyebrows changes your Dude, whole Dude, your whole, everything. Look. Try shaving them off. And oh, you do not shave them off. I won't look at you. <laughs> I will never look at you again. It's so creepy. Dude, I knew a guy who like picked at his eyebrows out of a nervous habit, and it, he had like literally one what? hair in each side. It looks like you've been in a horrible accident. It is not a good look. Do not <laughs> shave your fucking eyebrows. If you're in college and you can hear this and someone's betting you to shave off one eyebrow, do not do it. Do not do it. The money's not worth it. You are going to look like a fucking weirdo. You also can't paint it on, as we've learned now, because it'll still look weird. Well, I mean, dudes, I know women that can because they do it right. Well, but that's but they also, if you already pre-paint, like if you're, yeah. that's what you've always done that. But like if you've, you can't go, that would be like me all of a sudden hanging out with you guys wearing a fucking top hat all the time. And never... <laughs> There and are certain never. looks you can't you can't go that extreme. Like no one's wearing fucking top hats except Slash. So anybody else that comes in Slash. with the top hat, I'm like, no, this is my new identity. Someone's What's literally that? gonna go, hey, Slash, take it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ooh, you're the Monopoly guy. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, the answer is no. Yeah, exactly. You also can't wander around with a fucking monocle. Yeah, like, dude. You, you're just now so I see now through one eye. Yeah. Get the fuck out you of here. You just can't. There's just certain like looks that you can't just go. No one really notice. I'm an you know? ascot guy now, yeah. everybody. <laughs> I wear ascots. Is that a Slayer t-shirt? With an ascot. <laughs> Have you ever tried to make an extreme change and you were like, the minute you did it, you're like, yeah, I'm out of this one. Yeah, I tried to wear cowboy boots. When? I was going to say, when? I was going to ask you if it's cowboy How boots. How old? Because cowboy boots, that's so true, right? Like, it's a thing. <laughs> you can't just start wearing cowboy boots. I still want to though. I want to go on stage with cowboy boots. How how old were you, or how long ago was did you try to fix this or make this a thing? Three months ago. Okay, so recent. Where so do you still have the cowboy boots? No, I think I got rid of them. My friend Christina gave me her old cowboy boots. Walking sauce. Walking sauce. Walking sauce gives okay. me her old clothes instead of going to the Goodwill. Well, and uh, John no, wears my old clothes. I wear them. Um, she gave me these cowboy boots, and I was like, I want to wear these on stage so bad. It changes everything about you. Well, so there's the way you walk. Did you walk? Were you going to do si do while you're up there? What's going to happen? You, did you start curtsying? No, I wouldn't acknowledge it. Did you grab it. your partner round and round? The, it um, wouldn't be weird to the audience because they don't, they don't know, know right. I don't wear but cowboy boots. you know. But it would be funny for the other comedians so and myself. So which, which cowboy booting were you doing? Did you, did you go over? Ones. Did you high. go over or, um, over or under? What? The over jean? Over or under the jeans. No, yeah. so with a skirt. You're a girl and you wear with a skirt. It's kind of cute. So the tall I, ones, though? I felt like I looked kind of cute, but I couldn't leave the house. I felt awkward. Well, what is, what, what Walking in cowboy boots is not easy. That's how I feel if I like if I put on like a tight dress or something that like, shows cleavage. I'm like, I can't leave the house. I'm like, I got to take it off. Really? Yeah, because like you said, it's like wearing the top hat for you. It's yeah. Like, oh, this isn't right. It's I don't not feel, you. I but what if you, what if you kept the cleavage and wore a top hat? Could you do that? <laughs> yes. And what if you put a top boots? hat on each boob and cowboy boots? <laughs> They're very, called boob hats. Very, Ed. very Madonna. I feel like if I go outside like that, everybody that sees me is going to be like, "Why? What are you like?" Even strangers will be like, "That you don't look right." That's funny. Don't know you. No one's going to know that that's not how you dress. This no, they'll be right. like, that, 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 "Yeah, you look like, you, like you look this. like an asshole." What are you trying? What to are do? you doing here? You're not fooling anybody. Like people will be yelling out of cars. Gazunti, Brian. Brian's yeah, got this. Three in a row. That's good luck. Don't but do I know, another. I know. I know ah! how you. I know how you feel with now that. Now it's bad luck. Now 2020 is going to be bones for me <laughs> on the fourth sneeze. You just ruined the Packers. It was on the fourth sneeze. That 2020 went down the toilet in 2019. Um, cowboy boots also, when you first put them on, you end up heel walking, right? You hit the heel first and then go down. Is that part of the problem? Yes. You, like yeah. you're wearing snow, like ski you boots. You walk like you're on stilts. Or like you're like wearing ski boots. You're like you do that weird fucking clunky. Were they pull up or were they zip up? 
pull up. Okay. But they were super tall, like like close to your kneecap tall? Mm, Is that pretty close. Okay. Pretty close. And so you wore them out. Maybe in 2020 no, we should do things that out. make us uncomfortable, like always wearing good, cowboy boots. Always a good idea to get out you of your said, comfort zone. Okay. You wear an ascot with a Slayer shirt, and I'm going to have to get a fucking top hat. You've inspired me. Let's yeah. start tonight when we go to the improv Christmas party. Good idea. If the three of us just start showing up places with people we know, like like the Eddies of the world, and like I've got a top hat, you're wearing is, and you don't, we cannot, if we would do it, we cannot walk in and go, huh? I'm wearing a top hat. No, no, huh? you we can just, acknowledge. We just do it. And if someone goes, hey, what's with your top off, hat? You go, I'm a top hat guy. How now. long before you think Eddie would be like, what the fuck is going on? Immediately. He'd go, what's with the fucking hat? He's not going to... No, guy. no. But, but if, if we did it, it's like, it's like slowly one at a time. So you come in and you're wearing the ascot, but you don't acknowledge it. He would acknowledge it immediately. immediately. And then Jen walks in with he her would cowboy ag- boots on. He would go, well, maybe that one he wouldn't notice right away. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. If I did boots. And, yeah. My new stage name could just be like the Cleavage Cowboy. Cleavage Cowboy. Holy shit. Well, if that's your new stage name, he would notice that immediately and go, What is with your fucking name? Welcome new sta- to the stage. Cleavage Cowboy. Maybe you'd have to but wear it's a woman. Hat too. But you'd it's have to a wear woman. A cowboy hat too. But maybe like one of those tiny cowboy hats. <laughs> you were on the side. To the side, yes. Not a full with a string hat. that holds it all on. That's right. And then I come in with my top hat on. He'd be at that point. He'd be like, "All right." Eddie would leave. Yeah, he'd go. I'm he'd out. Like, Whatever this you, is. I don't know what you guys are fucking coughing here, but I'm out. Twenty twenty is going to be a good experimental year now. <laughs> I want to see someone. Uh, someone said cats is, opens on Christmas, which I don't think I is will, true. I will not watch. Yeah, uh, the movie. Uh, yeah, if, if it if it opens on Christmas, I just I I, wa- I want to say something like. Uh, my wife has never taken shrooms, and I've never seen cats, so we're going to go to the theater and make this the weirdest Christmas ever. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, but um, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's not a bad idea to be out, get outside your comfort zone a little bit and like kind of try new things. You know, It's fun. Well, I did with my mustache, and everybody pointed it out. Dude, but also, see, if you can do that, I know a guy. I like your mustache. Travis Draft is a very talented... Um, Director, writer, actor of Hidden Camera. That's his bag. He loves it. He's good at it. He's been on every fucking Hidden Camera show you've ever seen except Punk. That would be the only one I would say he hasn't been on. But like his look, purposely, over the last 20 years, has never been the same longer than a month. He will grow pork chops. He'll grow a full beard. He'll go beardless. He'll fucking shave his head. He'll grow hair. Like He is... Always in flux with his appearance. He's uh, you watch Scare Tactics, you're like, oh my god, is that? Oh yeah, that's Travis, because he doesn't look anything like he does in the next episode of Scare Tactics. You're like, holy shit, this guy. But like, I always found that to be interesting, and it takes him out a little bit out of a comfort zone, and like, you know. But again, he's changed his look so much, and he looked to me as like, yeah, okay, that's what he looks like now. It's like, never like, ooh, wow. Like if I shave my beard, you'd be like, what the fuck? Maybe you know? I'll start wearing baggy jeans. Uh, why? I, don't, not, I can't do it. I won't do it. Well, do you want to? I mean, no. okay. Only if you wear them really, like, really low. Oh yeah. You know, like like I'm talking insane about insane like, clown posse big. <laughs> yeah, like you know Sean John. Yeah, like really wide. Yes, big. <laughs> Django. What was the Django? You would look so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have these wide that, whale corduroys the, that, that I wore that, that were huge. The top hat. Like, all right, dude. Please. No, I can't figure out this look, but I also hate it. Yeah, and, and it's also the worst midlife crisis anyone can go through. Dude, I think you're confused on what you're supposed to do during a midlife crisis. This is a really shitty midlife crisis. You have not upgraded yourself. Best now concerts- that you're wearing beanies, you can be one of those guys who... That's only wearing because it's cold out. 
I like those guys on Instagram. I'm not going to name who I'm thinking of. I'll tell you after. But they, like, in the morning, like, just woke up. And you could, they make it look like they they just have the beanie on because they have messy hair. But really, it's all, like, styled. Yeah. You know no, what I'm talking about? That. Yeah. Placed in a that's certain a very angle. L- that's an L.A. That's an L.A. winter thing. I'm not, that's not what I have. I don't have no, one of the ones. No, but you could be that guy, too. That's the guy that's trying to help you. You got to wear it down right below your eye. Mm. And it kind of halfway covers one eye like a girl's bangs. All right. I already uh, hate this. What yeah, I, mean? what? No. I don't want to look at that. <laughs> Guys know. do it. I know. Then I probably have to work out and lift weights to match that. Sexy beanie. That's yeah. what it's called. It's called sexy beanie. Yeah. yeah. That's do who opens up for the cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> what a bill. Tonight we have sexy beanie opening up for your headliner. Cleavage cowgirl. Now please welcome to the stage bearded ascot. <laughs> Dude, I would get a lot more of a crowd. Yeah, you would. You also do a lot of shows in Texas. That's how I was built. That's really funny. I bet you a lot of people would go to a show if those were all the names. Be like, I don't Cleavage know what the Cal- fuck I got to see this. Here, but yeah, for sure. Uh, best concert you saw in the last 10 years? Oh, NKOTBSB. Yeah, twice or only once you saw them? Once. Didn't Reunion? you go to both? You didn't go to, wasn't there another? Oh, no, I've been to three of their reunion tours, but the first one, when they first came back, it was... NKOTB and Backstreet Boys. NKOTBSB. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Did you say the last 10 years? Yeah. Beastie Boys. Ooh. I saw like the last concert tour they did before. Wow. Oh, really? Up. Where was that at? They didn't break up. Somebody. Well, I know, but I didn't want to be morbid. Oh, yeah. Um, It was at the. Staples. The Greek. Oh, wow. That's cool. No. Hollywood Bowl. Greek. The one, one on Highland or the one on Vermont? Uh. I think it was at the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. All right. It's great. That's awesome. It was awesome. Because, you know, I've been to so many of their concerts in the last, like, 25 or 30 years when, since I was in high school. Yeah. How many times did you say you've seen them? Maybe, like, 12. That's a lot. But they were they were how they were originally, the Beastie Boys, jumping up and down. And then they went through this phase, like, two or three concerts, where they got, like, deep. Like, they got into, remember, they got really into, like, Tibet and all the yeah. causes, which is great. But on stage, they were like mellow, doing acoustical, like be, like giving these long speeches in between songs, and you're kind of like. And then right before the end, they went back to the j- jumping up and down. Yeah, being mosh pit Beastie yeah. Boys. That's cool. Yes. I never got to see the Beastie Boys. That's a little disappointing because I am a fan. I do. I think they were when they when License to Ill first came out. I remember saying I was in like seventh or eighth grade, and I remember going, "This is dumb. No one wants to listen to white people rap." When I first saw him when I was like 16 or so, Henry Rollins was their opener. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Henry Rollins opening for the BC Boys. That's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. God damn. That's awesome. Wow. That's great. Brian, did you see any concerts this year or in the last 10 years? Um, I saw an elementary school band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, last two years ago. Blew the roof I off? Like <laughs> elementary school. Fuck, this dude on a coronet was killing it. I actually have recorded some of them because they're all out of key. Oh, they're terrible. But but you know what? Watching kids sing is the best. It is the best. It's like watching them play sports. They just, they go for it. And you're like, wow, you're bad at this. And they don't care. You appreciate the commitment knowing that there's, they're never really reaching the end goal. Yeah. The end end result is never what. But they're trying. Well, there's just so many different funny aspects to it because there's the kid who's really taking it seriously. Then there's the kids who are just like nodding off. Yep. And there's some that are trying to do it, but they're like way off key. Yeah. There's so many. In preschool, it was always. Funny I don't know why I know this. I don't have any kids. <laughs> no, you've been around. <laughs> you've been around. Them. There's so many kids, Jen. You have none. But I go to a lot of grade school performances. <laughs> preschool performances are the best because there's one kid that eats the mic. 
He steals the <laughs> And there's the group that's singing, and then there's the one kid that is in tears on the corner looking for their mom. And I always wanted to do uh, I always wanted to do a short film about that group. One guy wants to get the band the group back together because they feel like they did he did he felt he never felt like they really gave him what they wanted. And then they do it and the same people do the exact same fucking still thing. Still crying as adults. Yeah, <laughs> one guy starts crying again. <laughs> I'm forty, why am I up here? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I don't know what the last. I, 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 I think we took the kids to see Imagine Dragons, and they loved that. Um, it was a unique experience to take a family going to a fa- concert with a family. Yeah, something I had never done. Like I, I, say, I had yeah. seen, you know, back in the music day, in, in music business days, because I stopped once I got out here. I really didn't go to m- see music anymore. I kind of because had burned oh, you burned. Out. I had done yeah. so much. Fair. Um. I had, you know, had seen so much and done so much musically that, uh, you know, between managing bands too, doing like sound check, like just the stuff, I was kind of burnt out on it. But it was interesting to actually go with kids, like you know, take the next your next generation of like, maybe you'll get this, maybe you won't, and they really, they totally dug it. It was, it was great. That's Imagine great. Dragons are like a perfect band, kind of like Coldplay, where like you, ca- the kids can get it. It's not too. Ch- it's not like Disney. Right. It's a, it's more than that, but it's also not. Slayer. Adults can go there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Adults and kids can go to it, and everybody. And that's a good. That that's a good. Uh, you know, um, I can see someone mocking that a little bit, but also at the same time, uh, it's a it's a good way to get your kids in front of live music. Yeah. I don't care. A- I've always so I like Coldplay, and I know I, people make fun of me for that all the time. I don't care. It doesn't matter because to me, music, music is, is personal. Music so like is subjective. Matter. As comedy is subjective. What you like doesn't necessarily yeah. mean what everyone's going to like. That's why any band, any concert. I respect the artist for being up there and, uh, you know, putting out their interpretation of their feelings, basically, in music form. I love that shit, but there's only some that I'm going to like and some I'm not. But I wish my answer could have been Dave Grohl. Yeah, someday. But, <laughs> but I could tell you what concert <laughs> I've seen in 2020 oh? with my youngest son. Rage Against the Machine because he Whoa. loves them and I love them and they are wow. coming. Elliot loves Rage Against the Machine. Yes, and they are coming and they're 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 getting back I, they together. They are. They are. And, I t- I, and they said something about it on the radio and I turned them. I go, Bud, you want to go see Rage Just Against the, two the of Machine? You? He's like, Yeah, let's do it. And I was like, Let's do oh, it. Tanner no, has zero interest. Huh? Tanner has zero interest. Um, I don't think he likes Rage Against. Not, Elliot really likes those songs. That is so funny. Tanner likes them too. I mean, look, if they want if they all want to go. Let's do it. Me let's and go. Jen are gonna go to that show and sit forty rows behind you and just watch you the no, whole why time. Why don't we all just go? I'll we'll go. Just buy a block of tickets and go. I'm Where's not gonna, it at? I don't, I'm not gonna get. I don't want to get too close, though. I will say. I mean, how long has it been since they've? So their fan base is older. So, you're st- dude, you're still going to be risking a mosh pit if you get too yeah, close. No, Where are they at? I don't know yet. I know uh, they're playing. Of I course, they're that. playing in L.A. So yeah. That's go. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rage Against the Machine. Love it. That's great, man. I would like to go to that as well. I'd never saw them when they were around. And it was I. a bummer. I remember being bummed out by that. I've never seen them. I was uh, fortunate Molly enough. Motley Crue's coming back, too. Motley Crue should stop. <laughs> uh, John and I sat next to... Well, is it Vince Neil? we met Vince Neil. Yeah, yeah. But before that, so I'm I'm done. I'm yeah, yeah. There. First of all, not a cool dude. Um, <laughs> also, um, that they they're playing over a track. It's not good. It's not good. Mick Mars is literally the only musician in the band. Um, it's not it's not good. I saw them when I saw them at the Greek with Poison. Poison blew them off the stage. Really? When I saw their fi- their farewell in 2015, they did their final shows. In L.A. Last Motley Crue show happened at the fucking 
Staples Center. Last Motley Crue show. I was there to the second to last one, and then the next night I saw Dead and Company, and then I think I went to like Weird Al. It was a weird three or four days of music. But I was like, wow, I was at one of the last Motley Crue shows. And they're like, yeah, we're doing another tour. I go, well, the last tour sucked. <laughs> so I don't know why you would do another That's one. That's like Kiss. They keep they keep uh, saying that they're done and they're never done. Ozzy's the only one doing it with a sense of humor. It's like the it's like year 20 of the retirement tour hey, or whatever. Did I see the Who is making a new album? Yeah, they're putting out a new album. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Really interesting shit that uh, Pete Townsend said the other day. How long have they been around? He, he, he said that he was glad John Entenwhistle and Keith Moon were dead. Because they weren't good bandmates, and the fucking public went nuts. Well, you know, look, he was with them every day. We weren't, so. Also, well, his but his why, his reasoning was dickhead reasoning. It's like when I'm playing my guitar, it's not about their personalities. Oh. It was about their playing. I was oh. like, you're a fucking asshole. If you go back and listen to early Who, Who, the Who in general as a band. Keith Moon is one of the greatest rock drummers of all time, and John Entwistle is one of the greatest bass players of all time. That dude played the bass, and you can hear it in the, Who, the Who's music. It is like, it, he's probably my one of my favorite members of that fucking band. I mean, it was awesome. And he's and for Townsend to complain about it, I was like, dude, you're just old, man. Shut up and stop. Yeah, just stop, enough. dude. That's fair. Yeah. But, yeah, they also played. I heard it wasn't very good. Um, in the last 10 years, man, I've seen, I feel like I've gotten back into live music. Yeah, you go a lot. Do you go to concerts really a lot? Yeah, no, nah, not really. Oh, I thought you went to... I mean, I guess I always see your NKOTB posts, so I'm like... <laughs> my mom always, for Christmas, if they're coming, that's what she buys my sister and I, so... That's great. I would have never gone Wait, if posters? it wasn't for that. No, tickets. Oh. I would have never gone. The first, when they first did that comeback, my sister has been going, like, that's so pathetic. No way. And then we went. It was like reliving childhood. It was yeah. awesome. That's what music can do for you, honestly. I thought it was just going to be this kind of, like, little sad comeback. But it was like, oh. Yeah. They went all out. They knew that they weren't going to do it if it was going to be sad. They also filled the forum and it was screaming people. I was like, oh, they sold this shit out? <laughs> I think that says a lot. I underestimated the power there of you NKO go. TV reunion tour. That, but you underestimated the power of, of just music in general and what it could do for people. I have seen the Foo Fighters like five times in the last years. That was that's The Foo Fighters are always good. I've seen them once, but they were fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah, I saw the last 10 years. I did. I saw that those last Motley Crue shows. I saw Van Halen a couple times. They weren't very good. Eddie Van Halen is great. David Lee Roth is terrible now. Um, I but feel like I only go if people invite. Like, I never really think to seek out, like, look up who's coming to town. Or see, I will go to concerts I don't alone. I think about it. I think that I, I oh, drove. Are you alone? Oh, man. I drove. I couldn't get anyone to go with me, so I drove down to San Diego to watch the very first show of the last Slayer tour ever. And then I. From Christmas, my wife got me tickets to see the very last Slayer show ever. Oh wow! At the Forum, and I went with my brother-in-law. It was fucking awesome, and sad because it was over. But the night before, they did they the the tour was set, so the last show was going to be on uh, November thirtieth at the Forum in L.A., their hometown. Right? They sell that show out in minutes, so they add a second show the night before it. So I'm like, well, I, I got my tickets for the last show. They were expensive. They were a gift. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to try going to the night before because it's just the same set. Slayer's not that band. Then I see an announcement online two days before that last show that they're going to do an entirely different set than they've been doing on this tour for that set first show in L.A. And I was like, man, old John would have been right there, would have done it, no problem. <laughs> the tickets were like 50 bucks, so I was like, I can't do that. Day of, 5 o'clock at night, Matt Kirshen, 
Matt Kirsten, little British fellow. He's been on the show. He's funny. Co- comedian, lovely human being, writes for the Jim Jeffrey show. Funny guy, great guy. He knows that I like Slayer. He's the one who called me to tell me Kerry King was going to be at a taping of Jim Jeffries. And if I wanted to come down and meet him, he would set it up. Aww, that's and he awesome. did. I went down, I met Kerry King, got a picture with him. Two days later, saw that first Slayer show. And that might have been 2018, actually. And then 2019, that show, that tour went on forever. It was like a, a world tour. The last leg was coming there, coming to LA. It was Friday night, the night, the night of the second to last show. And he texts me, he goes, Hey, are you going to this? And I go, no, I got tickets for tomorrow night. He goes, well, I, you know, they're doing a different set. I go, yeah. I go, I would like to go. And he goes, you know, I'm looking at tickets online now, and they're dropping. And I go, well, dude, if anything gets under 20 bucks, and then for $25, we got good seats. Wow. I went and picked him up, drove to the forum. I will say I've seen the last show marked the 10th time I'd seen Slayer. That second to last show was the best Slayer show I ever saw. It was, I was so happy that he had texted me because I should have just been going on my own. I should have just already been on my way there. And he was like, hey. And I was like, you know what? How fucking cool would it be to go? Matt's never seen Slayer Live. I would like to be with someone who's seeing the first, seeing them for the first time right as they're ending, you know, because they were, they are still at the top of their game. They're still one of the best live bands I've ever seen. It's like, it's like Grateful Dead, Motorhead, Slayer, Fish, I would say are the four best live bands I've ever seen. I've never seen but any holy of shit, that second to last show was so good that I was like real sad the next day. I was like, oh man, I knew that after that show there was going to be no more fucking Slayer because they're not going to do a Motley Crue thing because they're not pathetic. Slayer's, <laughs> Slayer's not a pathetic band. Slayer is always stuck to who they were. They've been true to their fans. They've been true to themselves musically. They've evolved, but they've never um, been other than Slayer, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. there are some people who don't like certain albums. I fucking think their whole catalog rules. And I was I was fortunate enough to buy, accidentally, I saw the very last Grateful Dead show of all time, not knowing it was going to be the last show. Not knowing it, I saw the very last Tom Petty show of all time. So knowing, going into the last Slayer show of all time, knowing that was it, was a little strange. But at the same time, musically, I mean, Primus and Ministry opened. It was fucking, on, on the end of the tour, the first beginning of the tour is Lamb of God, Bohemoth, and Anthrax. Like, it was a sight. I mean, I got to see the big four. This is just turning me talking about metal. I saw the big <laughs> four in, uh, in, uh, in 2012, and probably the best whole concert I've ever seen, meaning Metallica headlined, uh, Anthrax opened, Megadeth, and then Slayer, and then that was the last time Jeff Hanneman played with the band. And he passed away a couple, a couple like a year later. Um, but it, anyway, uh, that was I, I just it's in my head. The, those last Slayer shows were so fucking good. I want to thank Matt again for just like motivating me to go to that second to last one, and then my wife for getting the tickets for me for the last one it was a very nice Christmas gift. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, that, you know, that's another thing I'm going to try to do in 2020 is see more live music. Um, now that I, I haven't drank for like. Since June 3rd. Oh, wow. It's been that long. Yeah. So uh, going to concerts is really actually more enjoyable now. I can drive there. I can park. I can walk in. You can I remember can it. remember the band. I can remember <laughs> what I saw. I leave. I have a great experience. And uh, Doug Mellard, comic. I don't know if you know Doug. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on the show. But um, he called me one day. He's like, hey, me and my wife got tickets to go see Fruit Bats. It's a band I'd never really even heard of. 
And Tony Sam was going and a couple other people. I was like, oh, tickets were like 12 bucks. I was like, okay. I went and saw a great, great live band. I will go back and see them whenever they play. It's just like, I, I, I would like to do that more now. Go, go get it back more into live music because there's really, that's, it's, there's such a real connection there when you're watching a band that you really like. Yeah. It's just such a fucking good time and it sounds so good. And, and I know music doesn't affect everyone the same. Meaning, Nicole read an article that like, you know, you listen to a song you really like and your hair on your arm will stand up. That doesn't happen for some people. No music does that for some people. Oh, that's I, sad. I have a really good friend from Illinois. I don't think he cares about music. It's such a bizarre thing. Like, I came from a family, like, my dad loved music, and, like, we always listen to music, but I don't know that my mom would have been, you know, she's not like, we got to get this album. You know, she didn't care. There's no songs that raise her serotonin levels? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But Just for tap. me, Just there's tap. so many. There's so many that, like, yeah. there are songs you could play and Can I would change cry. change your mood. Yeah, I'll cry. Like, you, out of nowhere. You're like, fuck, and it's weird. You're like, okay. Like, it really, it's That's emotional. That's happened to me on the treadmill before. Start crying. People don't know because they just think you're sweating. Yeah, at the gym. <laughs> I sweat out my eyes. All this sweat. My eyes are so sweaty. I'm gonna start saying that next time. Are you crying? No, my eyes are sweating. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was that's like one of the that's just and it's so vivid just because it just happened. But but those Slayer shows, man. Poof. God damn. I feel the same way about those elementary school bands. I know. <laughs> That's why you were you were gonna go to multiple elementary school band shows last yeah, year. Yeah, <clears throat> it's over now. They're, they're, they 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 graduated. Not, they're, not, they're not touring anymore. They're done. So maybe you could get maybe dude get back into band managing. That's well. You could manage a couple of elementary school bands. Mr. Big, dude, the band. No, I'm Mr. <laughs> okay. I'm Mr. Big. Mr. Important. Paul Gilbert, Billy Sheenan, Mr. Big. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about Slayer for a bunch. No, you did. I know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. You did. <laughs> <laughs> also, Dead and Company, great shows. Brian's like, great mission band. accomplished. Great band, great shows. More live music in 2020. I'm going to go see more live comedy, too. Make it a point even when I'm not on shows to get out. It's yeah, hard. I, I, s- I say that, that lately. I say that like I'm I'm a big tough guy, and then I go out like three times, and I'm like, what? I'm a big t- doesn't yeah toughness has everything to do with going to see a live comedy show. I don't know, man. I need to get out more. I used to go to a lot of shows that I wasn't on. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. It doesn't pay off. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it does. That's it why I stop. Also, sometimes like, it does. Sometimes, definitely, I've been out and so go, oh man, I was just thinking, oh yeah, you'd be right for. And it has worked. I went to the improv, and Mark Saratella, of all people, who I shocked the hell out of me, he's like, do we want to just go up and do like five at the beginning of my show? I'm like, yeah. The improv that is never the, happened. That, uh, that's happened to me three times at the improv where I accidentally went in, not accidentally, but like randomly went in there on a night, on an off night, and they were like, oh shit, you're here? You want to do some time? Like, yeah, of I course. Know. It's always such a shocker. Yeah. That's so, nice, yes, though. Brian, sometimes it does pay off. Yeah. Although nothing came of me doing five minutes at the improv. It doesn't change my career at all, but. Well, no, but we always <laughs> we, we like that time. Have getting, yeah. getting time at the improv is good. It's nice to go up at a club. Yeah, instead of a bar or a <laughs> laundromat or where people face you. Uh, best show I did in the last ten years was with Jen. We were in the Orange County. We were in Orange County. There was two people facing away from us. Um, the oh Booker made Jen do thirty minutes and made me do sixty. I can't believe there you went was through your whole. Nobody fucking in there. It was the worst. There go, were two guys that were talking very loud. Yeah, I go, I go. Why do you, what, why do you do this show? He goes, Well, the owner likes comedy. I go, Is the owner here? He goes, No. I go, Why do you do this show? That was like a real lesson for me watching you do that because I would have been like frustrated or upset. 
John just literally stood there, just like he's giving a monologue, just went through all his jokes, just like the whole thing. And I was like, oh, wow, he did it. Yeah. Like, I, like, he goes, I want, because he was going to pay us. And he's like, you need to be on yeah, for 60 we had minutes. To get I go, paid. okay, well, then I'll just talk about, um, I'll go through the jokes. Every once in a while, a guy would like, uh. but otherwise, I'm like, this is, that was one of the worst shows I've done in the last 20 years. It was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. Not not performance-wise, audience-wise. Just like, I mean, I've had two people at, uh, like, O'Brien's, but there are two people that, like, were listening and were Sometimes watching. Sometimes two people are, ama- are great. Yeah, I'll take but one person guy, who's listening and paying attention and laughing over a complete pack The dickhead room. guy having us do all our time is just... Ridiculous. Why? I'm not going to give you your money unless you fulfill this. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. I drove down here to your dump, and now I'm going to go talk for 60 minutes run through all my crap, just give me my money, let me go home early. Why? What are we doing? Well, to, to turn that frown upside down, John, I will say that that show where we had to turn people away at the improv was one of the best shows that I ever was a part of. Oh, the... Uh, remember, remember, people couldn't get in. We, yes. we were just like, even the improv was like, hey, dudes, um, yes. what's going on here? I remember a that. A lot of people could not get That's in. That so was, amazing. That was, I've never experienced that before. And I, I mean, was literally going outside and apologizing to people. I was. Like, people were like, oh, I want to come. I go, yeah, man, you can just get tickets. I can't imagine it's sold out. Yeah, both of us said the same thing. I had friends there, and I was like, I'm That's sorry. That's amazing. What hap- well, I know what happened, though. They had a random walk-in of 55 people. Nice. So like that's fifty five people I wasn't How do you counting. Randomly on. have fifty five people. They were like, "We got a party at fifty five. I go, "Well, who the fuck is that?" It like, was a great that's show. That's not on top me, of it, by the way. Oh yeah, were you, were you on I want I want to say Jen was on it, I, but maybe no, I wasn't on that one. But I did do a great show with you when we co headlined at the Improv. That was a really for my fortieth birthday. Yeah, and Brian was on that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That uh, was a great one. I remember that. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Yeah, to me, those are the good shows. To me, honestly, those are the ones I look back on. And I remember anytime, you know, like I do, like those those types of shows with friends, and like you know, there's you're, it's a mi- it's a good mix of friends and strangers in the audience. Like it just there's a community feel to it. That's, yeah, um, feels good. It feels good. It doesn't feel it's not a bringer show, right? Like it's because it's not. It's people genuinely coming out that actually like comedy. I mean, they they they're in support of you as well, but they like comedy too. Yeah, absolutely. That was the cool thing that used to be with the John Lovitz Club is that even though it had a lot of downfalls, but there was a period of time where me, you, and Sean were there almost every weekend. Like it was a cool. It was a cool hang. And then it turned bad. It was a fun. <laughs> it was a fun hang. And then I got there, and then it seemed like we were all still hanging out there, and there was nothing to do. But it was like, it was a fun hang. But we spent most of the time mocking the place. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, we because there was no, there was no there was nothing. Once I think w- once or twice we had a decent audience, but for the most part those shows were train wrecks every no, single No, we should have just time. called those meetups because that's all yeah. they were. There yep. was it really wasn't You guys want to get like together at said, Universal like we're Studios? We're all together. We know we're going to see each other. It's yeah. fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That that element, the camaraderie and that kind of stuff is always nice when the place is a shithole or the room sucks or the crowd's bad. At least you can laugh about it with other people experiencing it with you. But I'm glad that that place existed because I also um, uh, was able to uh, meet uh, Adam West there. So oh, okay. Beca- because oh, really? Because of being affiliated with that club, I was able to do that. So oh, that's I mean, great. There, there is there, there there. You know what I mean? Like again, if if you give it enough time, there there there's there are unique things. I also Perks, you know, did baby. the Ian Bag show was done there when they had the podcast stuff going on there with Toto. And that's the only time I have ever seen Dave Grohl. He was at a show at the John Lovett's oh, really? Club once. That's yeah. hilarious. Wow. Sitting in a back booth. 
probably wondering, why the fuck did I come here? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's where we did the, oh, God, the Ian Bag show. Yeah. Constant turmoil for me. Turmoil? <laughs> Every week. Why? I don't know. Oh. It's always stressful. I hear you. <laughs> I never got it right. Well? My little peg never fit in the right hole in that show. Uh, what? Jen. Well, you got to be yourself, Jen. Don't fucking cater to other people. Just be yourself. Be yes, I have learned that since then. Be that square peg. Are you still doing your podcast? Yes, every Monday. And how is that going? We've never missed a Monday. Woo! Well, now I'm going to be doing four weeks on my own or with guest hosts because Christina's gone. Um, It's good. Tell it's us good. about tell us about podcasting as you move into 2020. Let me know <laughs> that you're, now that need, you're if you need a guest host. Eddie's available. Ah. <laughs> Um, it's like you said, like, it's fun. We get together and do it. And it's fun. I don't know. I know a few people that are listening because we get a few emails, but, uh, but in the world of podcasts, you're, you're still me. pretty new. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to grow that audience. It takes a while. It takes a while to learn also the groove of talking on the podcast and what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. But it's like you said too about. If I would tell a girl, you know, if her clothes weren't good. It's hard when it's just two of you. I know you and Sean had problems when you did a podcast together because he got mad. It's hard sometimes <laughs> gently say, like, I don't know we should do this, or I think you're doing this, or. But also, there were there were a couple times that Sean pointed out stuff that I was doing that I was like, you know what, you're right. Like, for a while, like, I would shoot down all his ideas. And he's like, you just shit on everything I say. And I'm like, oh, oh really? yeah, I guess you're right. And I when I looked when I looked at it, when I kind of stepped back, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's not very funny. You know, like I was doing because me and him, if we were around, I would just bust balls. But like on a show, it's like you can't have one guy just getting shit on the whole time. That's not fun. And and it wasn't like I was like, your ideas are stupid. You're a fucking idiot. I was just like, I don't think so. And I would move on to something else. And he was like, but that's what I wanted to talk about. And I was like, yeah, okay. I loved your podcast. I get it. Yeah. The funniest one we ever did was when we did a a Super Bowl episode and we had uh, Amy, my ex-girlfriend and her friend. They came over, and uh, we did half a podcast before the game started, and then got fucking hammered watching the game together, and then did another half of the podcast after the <laughs> game. So it was like, I don't know, we're a Super Bowl podcast. I remember that episode. Yeah, it was when the lights went out against the, it was the Kaepernick, uh, oh, yeah. it was Niners Ravens. Yep. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's crazy that I remember that. And I think, like, a year later, I stopped watching football, or two years later. Well, John, we all have our issues. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, That's uh, right. I took up your watching for you. Yeah. I, fu- I filled the void. You did. Thank you. Not my void, but... The NFL f- was missing. Yes, the NFL was like, we're missing a fan. <laughs> we need to replace him. Oh, send Jen in. Um, well, Jen, thanks for coming by doing your year end with our decade Thank end. Thank you for asking for me. Show. I was so excited to oh, get yeah. text. You're a, you're a fan favorite. You're yep. our favorite, so... Yep. You're a show favorite. Yeah. What? Yeah, there it is. Oh, there we go. Is that <laughs> do do an Irish Ebenezer Scrooge waking up and f- asking to, the kid to go down and get the biggest turkey in the window? That was a lot. Yeah, that. sorry. Do do an Irish Ebenezer Scrooge talking to the ghost of Christmas future. What is it happening into my future? It's good. That's great. That's so good. Oh, I think I'm going to be on a lot more podcasts in the future. 
No, 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 no. That's that's what the Ghost of Christmas Future is saying. Jen, you're gonna be in a lot more podcasts. He in the did future. not say do Australian Nana with a stroke. He said, <laughs> what was it again? I said do Irish Ebenezer Scrooge. But I thought that was pretty good. Thank you. I thought it was pretty good yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, it sounded just just if I if I don't look at you while you're doing it, I assume there's someone else yeah. sitting where you're sitting. Do a f- us. Oh, I've been working on this a long time, John. Doesn't, yeah, <laughs> but it seems more natural that the actual like effort has been put into it. Do an Australian Forest Gump. Uh, Australian. Jenny died on the Tuesday. <laughs> And that's the quote you pick. Jenny died on a Tuesday. <laughs> that's a real from the movie. I know. But I was like, most people go with like, life's like a box. You're like, Jenny died on a Tuesday. A- Probably AIDS. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, well, man. if you've okay. listened to the end, you got a little cry. sweet piece of that. Do, do a Scottish version of Young Jen. Oh. Saying something to the guys from A New Kids on the Block when you were waiting for them outside the hotel room. Oh. A Scottish Scottish, version? Scottish version of Young Jen screaming at New Kids on the Block. Why won't you want to marry me? (laughs) Don't (laughs) Wow. Well, if you would have done that, they would have definitely run your way. (laughs) Um, That's good stuff. Very uh, uh, Scottish. Very. I think that's a character from Game of Thrones that just got eaten by a dragon seconds after that. Yeah, or, yeah. or as soon as they were I used to take my boobs together to go to the new kids on the block. Why? Jen used to show cleavage. Yeah. Oh, I would get scotch tape and put it so that they're really tight. Because you thought that they would look down and go, oh, look at them titties. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this 13-year-old girl backstage. Yeah. <laughs> I got my titties, Donnie. I got my titties. <laughs> I got my titties, Donnie. <laughs> I got my titties. Was that a female Paul McCartney? And then, <laughs> Who was that? I want to hold your hand. <laughs> no. Imagine no. If you took no, off, you cannot hold my hand. <laughs> Imagine if you took off some girl's bra and there was scotch tape uh, just across the nipples. It I would hurt. be like, well, yeah, that's, this got me off. in. So I'm in for good now. Keep the tape on. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> All right. Do... do <laughs> I'm sweating do, now. <laughs> because it's so much work to do these impressions. Yeah, this is do, a lot of work. Uh, okay, do 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 a an, a, 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 uh, an Australian Brian, version of, of Young Jen ripping the tape off of her breasts. You say Australian like I know what that is. Or did yeah. you Scottish? I don't. Well, they're all the same. Jen. Yeah, I was gonna say just just say do an up. accent where Young Jen has to rip the tape from this. <laughs> oh, my nipples. <laughs> Also, were you gargling like <laughs> liquids there? And skydiving? <laughs> well, I'll, I would like to make a promise to the listener that in 2020, we promise more of this um, because this uh, is. I'm really going to work on my accents. No, though. please don't. But here's the thing. No, they're better when you don't. Yep. Yeah. First off, I love the fact for one second there, you got all artist on us. You're like, as, you, as if you thought you had range. That's what I thought was beautiful about that moment. You're you like, actually... so wait, Scottish, Australian? How do you want it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do have range. You do. You do. Not with the accents, but you do have <laughs> yeah, range. Other things. Other, other things, things, for sure. I don't need that blanket. Like, um, you like the Foo Fighters and you like Dave Grohl. Like, that's a huge range. Like, range, baby, sure. range. I know. Uh, all right, guys. I don't live in a bubble. Call now, back. say it with an Australian accent. That was I'm a callback to Brian <laughs> last week. 
last week. Oh, okay. Did you listen to the episode already? No, I'll oh. tell you when we get off air. All right. Oh. oh, sorry. Yes. Private talks. No, she's <laughs> writing some stuff. We can't talk uh, about things. She's writing it. I oh, signed an NDA. Right. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. He wanted Gents. you to sign an NDA. Did he? I was like, I can't ask my friends. They're not going to do anything with my I've already pitched story. it. I've already pitched it. I thought it. it'd be offensive. No, uh, I, would, I probably would have. I would have. I still would have felt like an asshole. I still would have made fun of him later. I would have laughed at he you. Brought, he brought the papers and he's looking at me. He's like, we need to. I was like, I'm not doing it. I said, you can ask him if you want to. Here's the thing about NDAs without getting into what you're doing. But the thing is, no, if any, anything is based on someone's personal life experience, there's nothing to steal anyway. Because if anybody's still like, I was a, my life. I was a female comedian starting <laughs> out in Hollywood. Why is no one accepting this? So uh, it, it well, kind You guys of, are also like my best friends. I'm going to be like, make sure you don't steal. Mine. Right, right. I mean, it, you, it, you, you, my you train wreck yeah. of a story. Yeah, you weren't making a science fiction movie about you know fighting the star in the wars or something like that. You know, <laughs> don't steal my idea. That's about a war that happens up in space near the stars. <laughs> I don't know what to call it yet, but they got a guy named Baca. I also, I also feel like Baca. I also feel like you're doing this like this shit's so good you're gonna want it. You better sign this. <laughs> I'm so good. You're gonna read this and shit your pants with laughter and try to steal it immediately. <laughs> 2020, everybody. 2020. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being on the show, Jen. Guys, that was a great decade we had. When he says guys, he means everybody. Everybody. Yeah. I'm trying to be inclusive. Yes, peoples. Hello, peoples. That was a great decade. Mario. A lot of good stuff Mario. happened in the last 10 years. A lot of weird stuff. But I think we're going to go forward in 2020 and be we're, the we're best versions of ourselves. Are we supposed to recap a decade? I thought we were just talking about... Okay, no, no. Well, we Too didn't really. Now. Well, it's more like it's more like this is the last show of the year, and, and the last show. it's the last show of the decade. So we'll say it's a decade in review show, but it's not really. I reviewed a bunch of Slayer concerts, and uh, yes, you did. Jen did some accents. in great detail. So I did a decade's worth of accent. A decade, Training. definitely a decade's worth for sure. So thank you guys. <clears throat> Twenty nineteen is bye bye. Uh, so let's fucking have a great next 10 years. And that'll be it for Boots, Top Hat, and Ascot. And Ascot. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly hollywoodanonymousguys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>